what is this episode seven episode seven the long the long awaited seventh album (laughs) speaking of that's reminding me something about going oh actually just before we start yeah well we started well before we get into any of the uh, nitty gritty yeah I just want to say a big R.O.P. man one of my my all time favourite comedians Sean Locke I was going to ask Sean Locke yeah big man Really funny. He's my favourite. Like, genuinely upsetting that one. Mm. I was, I was doing Did you know about his cancer? Or has it been gone for a while? Well, yeah. Uh, well, I was doing a little bit of reading up about him earlier. Um, and apparently, he was first diagnosed with skin cancer in like 1990. Whoa. Um, when he finished school in the 80s, he went straight into working as a builder. Mm. Um, and he put the skin cancer down to overexposure to the sun when he was working as a builder. Um, obviously re- he fully recovered from that and then apparently he was re-diagnosed like a few years ago yeah, that's fine. and yeah man big so yeah, loss to the comedy world he's like literally one of my all time favourites he is my favourite because he's just not you're not getting any fluff he's, he's just him he's genuinely just him he's one of very few comedians I've seen that can you don't know where he's going with his jokes mm. but you have no idea what the punchline is going to be yeah. he's so out there it's not even, yeah, it's just like, you just literally, not even your dad, like that kind of thing, like, yeah. you know, it's just like, like random. Like, I remember doing, like, things in the pub with my mate, but you like, mimicking him. But, he was, he had such a normal thing, he, had, he was normal. He was relatable. Relatable. Yeah. He reminded me of my dad, in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's silly things that he did, and, like, it was comforting to see him on the screen. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, big, big loss, big loss. How old was he, like? 58. Yeah, young man. So yeah, that's poop. It's a scary woman. Anyway, now that we've set the tone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, 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 you know. I couldn't, I couldn't not give it a mention. I mean, that's. It's, it's, it's been an man. important part of British comedy. Oh, massive, massive, yeah. Everyone liked him. I literally haven't seen anyone that's been like. Who's the. Everyone's responded like, oh, fucking Sean Love was like the comedian's comedian. Well, yeah, he was, he was, he was. Like very apparently very close friends with a couple of my other favourite comedians, Lee Mack, Bill Bailey. Some of the stories I've heard about Sean Locke and Bill Bailey just getting high together and talking shit are being hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bill Bailey, the one with like weird hair in the back. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking yeah. So weird. I love Bill Bailey. He's another one that's just a bit odd, just a bit out there, a bit random. Yeah, he is. But he's, he's so talented. Like, have you ever seen one of his live shows? No. He has like another stage just covered in all these different musical instruments, and he can play every single one of them like he's some sort of professional. He's amazing. He's got an like, Afghan version of autism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Just fucking grated music. <laughs> uh, you got any other favourites? Not comedians. You'd like if you could pick them out. I used to. Generally, I just like Sean Locke. I don't really like anyone else. Uh, there's a lot of comedians. I, I, I like to watch a lot of comedy. I'm talking UK. Yeah, of course. Um, one, one of my one of my all-time faves. To be fair, I kind of I stopped liking after a while because it got a bit samey. Was Lee Evans? I used to love Lee Evans when I was younger, but then he became it like, like every, It felt like every show was just a repeat of the last one with a couple of extra bits sprinkled in. PK. Yeah. Yeah. Sweaty PK. PK was sweaty. Oh yeah, but no one was as sweaty as Lee Evans. Man, that yeah, man sweaty was. Evans. He has an he has a rags to riches kind of thing, didn't he? He was cleaning toilets when he was in comedy. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And he 
dog a tired and he was like, fuck it, I'll work this hard. And he was working the yard. It's a fair play to him. Yeah. I mean, comedies are hard. I've, mate, I've professional. always used to try and convince myself that I could do stand-up. Yeah. By watching stand-ups and thinking, oh, I could, I could be that funny. I think, but I think. then, it's the actual craft of it, like it's writing jokes and being able to deliver them in a way that, Obviously, if, if, if I'm ever funny in real life, it's because of something I say off the cuff. It's not a rehearsed line. So I feel like I'd, re- I'd probably struggle doing rehearsed lines. I don't like the fact that a lot of this rehearsed. What do you mean? It's a comedy. That's why I don't I only like Sean Luck because I just see him as genuinely authentic. But that's come from his head just out of the blue. I do, I yeah. Be to be fair, I do, I do kind of understand that. Like, he's not planning the line. Yeah. He's just saying the line because it came to his head. See, one person who does a lot of ad-lib in their shows is Dara Green. Yeah, him no, he does a lot. I can listen to him though. There's some people. It's like uh, it's American comedians that sometimes do it as well. Like, obviously, Dave Chappelle was yeah. a bit like not rehearsed, but he's a bit slower in his delivery. So therefore, he made it seem like he was a bit more chill. Yeah. And like someone like Chris Rock maybe, but a lot of especially British comedians. So it's a template now, isn't it? Like make a joke about politics, <laughs> make it about Trump. Make it about Boris Johnson. It's like, come on, that's getting a bit boring. I mean, yeah, if you went for like, obviously a lot of comedians that have to do topical stuff because most of them these days are on some sort of panel show or a quiz show. So everything kind of has to be topical then just so you can say that they're, they're, they're keeping up with the times and stuff like that. But I don't know, when it comes to like, when they do like a, a show, like their own stand up show. There's there's a few there's still a few British comedians that I like. Okay. I say like, I like Bill Bailey, I like Lee Mack. But I think because not even that they hone their own like bit, they're just genuinely just trying to be not even trying to, you just are authentic. There's so many inauthentic British comedians that are on a lot of T V shows that I think are just so that are like playing a, a character. Like playing like, a character, yeah, they're not yeah. being themselves. Listen, it's people that say, Oh, you're a funny fucker but if you're not like you're just being in the moment some of them are just in the moment and they're making themselves laugh rather than yeah movies, and that makes it funnier oh, That's no, I, I agree think. I agree I do agree with that mm. you're just in the moment like you're not thinking about will this be funny yeah you just think it's funny I don't care if anyone thinks I'm funny I'm definitely not <laughs> you know what I mean you have, you have your moments I, exactly but I, everyone has their moments it's yeah. like, it's, they just pick out more that's it it's the talent mm. yeah. so, so you're not uh, you're not rate any Who's uh, James Acaster? I like James Acaster. He's got a thing where he seems authentic, but he does go along the lines of like political. Uh, yeah, he does a little bit, but again, he's he's, he's on shows like Mock the Week and he and stuff like that, where you kind of have to be topical. I don't mind but it. one I don't like is a uh, Ramesh Ranganathan. Not a fan. No. no. Yeah, I see. I get that as well. Who, who's his his mate? Rob Beckett. Mm. He's playing. He feels like he's playing a character. Yeah. Rob Beckett a bit less, but he, I feel he's still playing a character. He, he plays a bit dumb sometimes. And you're like, you're not that dumb. You're a comedian. Yeah. Not all comedians are that thick. No. You know what I mean, especially like someone who's on the telly. Yeah. Um. Like Joel Wilkinson, a bit like a character, <laughs> but you can definitely tell there's a bit in there. See, so I I do find Joel Wilkinson really funny. Mm. But yeah, as you say, he's he's definitely playing. That's not how he is on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Kabudji Angelos Epifina. <laughs> he's in it. Oh, come on. Angelos Epifina. He didn't last very long, though, did he? He came away. Is it like you, you ever watch, like, obviously, with a highlights now, like Big Fat Quiz Gear? Yeah. yeah. I was seeing all the other people that I enjoy, like Noel Fielding and Richard uh, Iwadi. Yeah. They're not even comedians and they're genuinely being funnier than the comedians next to them. Because they're just you being don't, themselves. You don't class them as comedians. Well, Richard Iowadi's more of a director first slash, you know, in TV. He's not a comedian person. No, yeah, I suppose. Like, Noel Fielding's definitely a comedian, though. More so, yeah, but, um, like, he's kind of to present a bit now. Like, yeah. Richard Iowadi did the uh, IT crowd, didn't he? Did, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They genuinely, there's a funny thing where he says, um, um, he was talking to Graham Norton, he said, I literally have no emotional range. And he's just being deadpan, like, this, this is him being himself. Yeah. And therefore he's making everyone piss himself. But he's genuinely just being truthful about himself. That, that's what so, I mean. About so Moss, Moss wasn't really a, a written character. Moss is just, just, just like, play yourself. Oh, wow. I mean, I can see it. I can yeah. definitely see it. And I, I loved, I loved Moss as a character. Um, I didn't watch a lot of IT probably. A few, a few things I've, I've watched with Richard Arawadi in, he can get a bit boring if you, if you try to overindulge. Yeah. Like, Some of them were a bit like, I think he's going to make some sort of comment about this now. And it was a bit predictable. It's not a silly laugh. No. It's not a silly laugh. Bob Mortimer, he's like one of them. Yeah. I love Bob, Bob Mortimer is up there. Oh, he's a legend. Yeah. But he's just himself. Like, he's just him having a laugh. Genuinely, he just wants to make people laugh. He doesn't care See, about what people think, though. I, I, love, I love seeing Bob Mortimer on... Um, would I, would I, I think he's brilliant mm. on that. It just makes things up just off the top of his head. You're yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But, he just but even, that. even the stuff that he's telling you that, that is true, it mm. sounds like, oh, nah, that can't be true. That's definitely made up. Because they're so, such outlandish stories. Mm. And you're like, I just think he's the perfect kind of person for that kind of show. Because you never know. You never know if what he's saying is true. Because sometimes it's so out there. You're like, it's got to be. It's got to be true. <laughs> it's just like, look who's saying it. It's... <laughs> And he just like puts his hands up because, and you think, oh, no, I don't even know. I just think I think a lot of comedians because it's they're having to make a bag off it. They they try and tread the line, and what happens is they become a like a caricature of themselves. Yeah, yeah. And that's the problem. Like if you just not even try, it's not even trying. You're just being funny. It's just genuinely a talent to make people laugh. Like, it's not even a, to make people consistently laugh. I don't know. Because sometimes I'm looking through com- comedic stuff yeah. and I'm thinking none of this is making me laugh and then there's a big fucking sledgehammer of laughter at the end. That yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, can't yeah. always be made to laugh. No. Obviously, a lot of it depends on... I mean, let's face it, if you're, if you're sitting there and you're in no mood to, to laugh, then it, hmm. you, someone's going to struggle to make that happen. That's what I mean. It's not a career <clears> for someone who's like trying to make a career out of it, if I'm honest. It's just you do it. Yeah, because yeah, I get, I get that. Yeah. Obviously, as, as you know, I've, I've just been off work for what four weeks. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit I had a bit of a, a mental breakdown. You know, some of the some break of, it down now. <laughs> <laughs> those are, those are some of the lowest points in your life. Hmm. And throughout that, if if something can make you laugh while you're in that, then that to me that's like right, that that's gold. That is true humour. That is actually funny. Like if I'm feeling like on the verge of wanting to 
kill myself mm. and something brings me out of it in an instant and I'm laughing I'm like alright yeah I need, I, need to, gold, I need to have more of that mm. so then I just go and take all the drugs and see what happens I said no I didn't take any drugs drugs don't help you that just penicillin in your dick just uh, caffeine basically just tea yeah just lots <laughs> of cups of tea because I'm British and that's what we do I just I just wanted to make that point about comedy I'm a bit anal about opinions, especially comedy. I get that. It's just, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. People will have different opinions, so you can't, you can't shout at them. Mm. <laughs> Don't yeah. tell people off. Watch me. <laughs> Is that, I used to love Russell Howard as well, and Russell Howard became a caricature. So I was never a massive Russell Howard fan. When I was a kid, he, is, he, he, he was, is, he can tell some good jokes. Mm. But when, I think when he got that good news show, he had a thing going where he thought literally the, the, the format of the show made it so that you'd have to sort of laugh rather than it should be funny yeah. and then he went down again the political did you ever about politics it's, it's not that funny genuinely like people rinse it yeah it is, it's, it's the easy target yeah it's so easy <coughs> you look at all these people they're fat bastards and they just look ugly and they're in parliament and they talk shit it's quite easy to fucking mock all of them I think we all do yeah so therefore, like, try something else, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or try a different angle. Well, did you ever, did you watch any of his episodes um, during like that, where he had no, uh, no crowd? Yeah. There was nothing to laugh at. Nothing, yes. Nothing. Hate that. And, and you can see from him, like, because he's getting no response, he's mm. like, he, he doesn't look as, as confident in his jokes mm. because he's not getting the response. And I don't think I laughed. Mm. throughout a single episode throughout lockdown because with those kind of shows you almost you kind of laugh because you feel compelled to because Ooh. the crowd's laughing because it's, you know, that's, that's supposed to be the funny bit so you're laughing at but yeah without that crowd response it's like yeah, it's, that trigger. oh shit it, it feels like he's dying on his ass. Mm. so yeah it was, I, I think he just messed up probably could have avoided just doing the shows at all to be honest that's not just stand-up comedy, bro. That's like TV shows, like the Can Laughter thing. Yeah. People go, fucking, imagine if the show without Can Laughter. Yeah, that's the whole point. It's structured <laughs> like that. That's yeah. the whole point. Like that's why they have the lines the way they are, so then people laugh supposedly. Afterwards. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen someone made it like a compilation video of episodes of The Big Bang Theory, but they've taken the laughter out. Oh fucking hell! No jokes hit. None of them. Yeah. None of them landed in their line. It was like. The show's actually not that good. I never understood how them shows got big. And don't get me wrong, I spent a lot of fucking wasted time watching one of them. They stick they stick to a simple format. It's a group of friends that for some inexplicable reason spend all of their time together. Mm. There has to be at least one attractive girl in there. And, you know, a loser has to have a, a feel good story and mm. throwing a, a, a few jokes in there and you're onto a bloody winner. For generic life, isn't it? Yeah. Because they don't do anything out of the ordinary. Well, I mean, the fact that they're all scientists, but that's like... And that they're all fucking... Like, even these ones when they're in, like, New York, and they've, like, got a shit little job, and apparently they can afford... Yeah, a shit little job, but they've got an amazing apartment, and... Literally how? Yeah. Like, what well, in time of embezzlement? None of them. <laughs> and they've got... <laughs> money laundering. Yeah. For some reason, like, they have loads of free time. Yeah. Like when they're not at work and they're always either going out drinking or they're, you know, 
these people. Yeah, they only have this much, one, this much time. <laughs> I don't know. But it's drunk, it's like junk food TV because it's so comforting. It's just generic. Yeah. It, You're watching yourself. It's just kind of background noise, isn't it? Yeah, you feel like <coughs> watching yourself a bit. It's a bit self-loathing slash being. I don't know. I, I, I never really, never really looked at it like watching myself. Oh, I feel like it's so generic. Yeah, but it's not really relatable. Like none of them are relatable because no, like I said, nobody has that much free time. You get home from work and you know you shower, you get changed, you have something to eat, and then you've got maybe a couple of hours to chill before you get to bed and do it all again. Because you don't remember those moments, whereas you remember when you go out to dinner with people, with like people you care about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's an event. Yeah. So they show all the events. They don't show them in the shower. Like, for but they present it as if that's a, a daily occurrence. Mm. That's what it means. It's like you, you can't relate to that kind of lifestyle. It seems a bit dubious. Maybe that's just what it's like in New York. People work four hours a week for uh, incredible salaries. Yeah. And uh, they just spend their time drinking coffee or drinking alcohol and then having sex with each other. That's another one, Will and Grace. Fucking oh, up. God. Will and Grace. I remember that. Grace was hot, though. Nah, not so much. Low key. Fraser used to be um, someone that would come on at about 3, 4 o'clock in the morning on Channel 4. Yeah. Just feeling that down. and like everybody loves Raymond. Ah, oh, don't. Come on. <laughs> Ray Ramona's a fucking savant. He sounds like Kermit the Frog. Yeah, he does. Who's yes. <laughs> the guy, his brother's, the brother from that's been a lot of stuff. Robert. Yeah. He's been a few things. But again, I didn't really get his character in that either. He was just a, a big guy with a deep voice. It's comforting, I'm telling you. Like all these shows, they're just comforting. Oh, is it weird that I related to like the dad more than anything? Because he was just sick of everyone's shit and just <laughs> wanted to eat and sit around in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> are we talking about Ray? Or are we talking about no? He's oh, the granddad. Yeah. The old guy. Yeah. Like Frank. Frank, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Don't ask me how I know, but he was in Scooby Doo. Yeah, don't ask me how I know. He was in, he was in Taxi Driver. Fuck off, was he? Yeah, he was a taxi driver. In Taxi Driver? For real, yeah. Well, I want to get extras. Or was he actually yeah, in Diablo's? Yeah, he was yeah, quite, a, quite a key character. He had hair back then as well. Very good fit. Sort of. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Refreshing. Yeah, hard day's night. Why did I wanna? I actually put literally the first thing on here, Sean Luck. So what do you think I like? Yeah. Well, so we got that. It's nice. Done dusting out of the way, nice and early. And then I put it's been a minute still. It has been a minute. It's been fucking hell. It's been longer than four weeks. I, mean, I was off work for four weeks. Mm-hmm. And I put uh, Jamie watches Sex in the City. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't currently watch it, but I have watched it. Was it like a series or was it a film? Yeah, like? there was, oh, I don't know how many seasons, but yeah, it ran for a little while. Did you watch one of them? Nah, nah, nah. And then I think there was, <laughs> there was there's definitely been a, at least a couple of films. You hit the TV remote, you didn't want to find it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I watched it, I watched it in my younger days because I thought it was more one good opportunity to see some boobs on TV. Wow, was it fucking titties involved? Yeah, there's loads of, loads of sex scenes. And but is in that the Sarah Jessica Parker, that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she actually buff or not? Uh, face looks a little bit like the bottom of my foot. Yeah, yeah. Definitely not um, the same proportion. 
Um, she's looking tip top condition. Aaron Lennon on the wing like she's on the mission. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being such a chauvinist, but yeah, Sex in the City. No, for me, it was always um, the, the brunette woman, like Christine, Christine Davis. She, she's she the only one. the most attractive. Uh, Christina? Christine, I think. Kirsten, or something like that. I don't know, I ain't, I ain't seen it. All I know is it's like some girly girl thing. I was going to say. Well, I, li- I like that one line from um, from Family Guy when someone made Peter, Peter watch Sex in the City and he's like, oh, so it's a show about three hookers and their mum. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <it's laughs> They're actually hookers? No. They just sleep around a lot. Dirty. In the city? In the city. Around the city? Um, well, mainly, mainly in their own gaffes, but yeah, occasionally. Well, the, the mom, the older birds. Oh. <laughs> she's not their mom, but she's just older than the rest of them. Hmm. Um, she's like, she, she's basically shagging everything that moves. Love sex, she has it everywhere with everyone. Any of them get like STDs? I don't know. I don't know. I never went that deep. I'm sure one. someone did at some point. They had to. Yeah. When was it set? When? Yeah. Was it like the last uh, years? I think no, I think it was like back to like the late nineties. Oh wow. I think. I could be wrong. Um Glamorising yeah. sex for the younger generation makes me <laughs> sick. But it was all about like um the main one, Sarah Jessica Parker, her character, she was like a a journalist hmm. and she used to write a column for I think it was like the New York Times or something. Sex life, basically. Jesus. I think the column was called Sex in the City, so that's what the whole thing was based around. Oh, just so so she'd write about her sex life and her friends' sex lives, and yeah, that's 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 what the whole premise of the thing was. Oh, I bizarre. Yeah, it was strange. But you know, boobs. Was, was actually was, bo- boobs on TV. I was a young lad, so watershed boobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, my bed's not nine o'clock. <laughs> it's ten. <laughs> And I've just seen a 10. Sarah Jessica I remember, no, definitely uh, not. She looks like a foot. I remember Jerry Halliwell turning up in one episode. Whoa, Spice Girl. Yeah. Jesus. Um, yeah, that's about it, to be fair. That's about it. I don't remember anything else interesting about it. I was gonna, wa- I was gonna ask you, how, um, have you watched any, uh, whatchamacallit, other things like that? Other things like that. Other things like sex and sex that you don't really want to admit. Uh, well, you did admit to me on text, but... I don't know things I'd. I'm cleaning well, since, since, since that Things that <laughs> people would be like embarrassed to admit that they've watched. I'll say my only one, Dawson's Creek. You love Dawson's Creek. No, no, no. You were texting me looking back, looking back at Creek. it. Listen, it was lockdown. It was winter time. I couldn't go outside. <laughs> There's so, plenty of other things you could have watched. No, I don't know. I just saw it and I heard it in a sunroof and I went, what's Dawson's Creek? Googled it. Saw that it was uh, Katie Holmes. I was like, Katie Holmes is pretty buff, you know. Worth the watch just for that. Worth, definitely worth the watch. I mean, she was only about 19 and a bit predatorial. But I don't like the idea of people, it's weird. I don't know. She was 19, but me. you're what, 22, 23? I know, but I don't like people being rude. That's hardly yeah, an age gap. It's like two years, isn't it? Or three years? Yeah. It's four years between me and my wife. I don't know. And she was 18 when I met her. So I, for I, me, I, I, I mean, to be fair, we do joke that I've ruined her. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just can't get around it. But anyway, watched it, and I went. You loved it. Yeah, no, it was junk food. It was At junk the time, TV. You were texting me so often about. Dude, it. I had nothing to do. <laughs> I've run out of ideas, and I just went, "Fuck it, let's just watch these religious." And I finished the whole thing in about a month, and how, I went. How many seasons? Six seasons, about twenty something episodes in each one. Wow. Forty-five minutes long. Wow. I finished it in a month. Chowed it. And what's your, uh, your overall? I just take, went. Take I, I just went. It's junk food. It's like, obviously it's a teen drama. Yeah. I'm not even a teen. I'm watching it. Like, what's wrong with me? I'm sure there are plenty of adults that watch that uh, show. Listen, I don't know. I was just looking at it. And I was thinking that these are all white people with like regular problems, and this is not complicated. So um, what was what was the the the, the, the creek bit? Like, was it? The they lived on a creek. Oh, okay. So, so, Dor- just, so Dawson's Creek was just the place. Dawson was supposed to be the main character, which is James Van Der Beek. Okay. The blonde dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they all lived on the creek. But then like it became a whole thing about everyone's lives intertwining, blah, blah. Fucking all these different... There was like a gay character on there. There was like a dude that was had a bad home life. Or there was a girl that had like no money. You know what I mean? Like it was all regular problems and they all like helped each other out so it wasn't all about Dawson it was supposed to be I think originally and then it it, it kind of got they quickly realised like we need to focus on other people rather than just yeah because this guy is not likeable basically this character and therefore it kind of turned out a little bit better than it probably did but still it was shit (laughs) (laughs) I just couldn't I couldn't get into it and I was thinking fucking I'll just skip to the end what's happening Mm. See, it all ends up happily ever after, apart from one of them dying. Spoiler alert. Yeah, she gets like a, a heart problem, just out of the blue. Killed her off in like the last two episodes. Nice. Yeah, a bit deep. <laughs> <laughs> We've got nothing left for you, Babsos. I don't know, it sounds a bit brutal, but I don't know. It's just, it was a weak ass show. I was thinking the other day, I wonder what Tiger King again. He, yeah, yeah, it was good. How many episodes was that? I genuinely can't even remember it felt like it lasted about six months right. like it was just it was because there was so much happening yeah. it was just like twist after twist after twist after development after and it's just like the, the, I couldn't believe like that these were real people yeah there's like, this this of characters yeah like this is bonkers like what the fuck and then I think I've already watched it like twice but I'd definitely watch it again he was, to be fair, Joe Exotic was the only dude that I thought was genuinely deranged. I thought the rest of them were just manipulated by him. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be fair, some of these guys came out of prison. They had, like, really any opportunities. Well, does, I was talking... And they were like, expired meat I love you. Yeah. That's fucking vile. Well, it's the only fucking food they get. Really. Yeah. He was like, sassy. As soon as you come and work for Joe Exotic, it's like, no, you live here, you work here, you don't get paid, though. It's like, oh. So it's... I'll find an attractive young man and I'll pay him mm. with marriage. It's it was like convincing a straight guy that he's actually gay mm. and basically bribing him with the opportunity to pet big cats. Uh, come and strike this tiger and I'll marry you and then you'll live happily ever after. He's definitely doing Was it Travis, the one who died? Yeah, he killed himself, didn't he? He accidentally shot himself. Was, he it, didn't an accident? Kill himself. was it an accident? No, it's on video. Yeah, I know it's on video that he actually did it, but. I don't know. I don't know, man. I've got a sneaky suspicion he knew that bullet was in the chamber. 
No, I thought he was just playing with me and he, he just bolted himself. Yeah, but he put the gun to his head and pulled the trigger, man. Come on. Jesus. Oh, yeah, I forget. yeah, he did actually. And the guy was in front of him, he goes, <laughs> Yeah, he's just like just froze, didn't he? Yeah. In shock. Fuck that. What happened to Carol Baskin? She's doing well for herself now, apparently. She's getting dollar dollar. I swear, I, I don't know if it's true, but I, I, I could have swore I heard that she actually ended up either buying or getting hold of in other ways. Um, Joe's zoo. Oh, so, so she, she can make it. Now. She can make it what she wants. Because it sounded like she was portrayed as the villain throughout this whole bloody thing, but it turns out she was actually just a, a, a genuine person who was like. She could have been. Well, that's still up in the air. It's never been proven. It was a bit. Definitely a bit sus. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it turns out she's actually just genuinely running like a sanctuary for animals and. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, looking after her and actually did. being decent to him, like, I still think she's a. I don't personally like her. I think she's a freak. Yeah. They all were. I love that one meme where it's just got Carol Baskin going, uh, Oh, good morning, all you cool cats and kittens. And it just flicks to the rock going, Shut up, bitch! (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh, That makes me laugh every time I see it. But yeah, apparently she's uh, she's doing well for herself now. But then, like, owning her up and not properly minted. Hmm. From the tiger thing, the conservation. Since before it, I think. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Maybe he's going to be the next one to be dead and fed to the tigers. I think she's just probably a bit smarter than Joe. She was well, able to keep her things under wraps. Well, he's locked up, and he? he tried to get a, a presidential pardon, didn't he, before Trump left office? Yeah, that's Pete. Like, little Wayne can get one, but not Joe Exotic. Little <laughs> Wayne's got buzz. So is Joe Exotic, man. You're not listening to any of his songs. Yeah, dude, that's <laughs> I was enjoying it. Just for the meme kind of part of it. Well, at he still listens to him sometimes. I like how you're admitting this all now. Supporting him from behind the prison bars. <laughs> uh, can I just ask you out of the blue? Yeah. Uh, Favourite Take Back member? Um, I'm asking you a lot of questions today. I don't have Mine's Mark, the little Mark. My mum's favourite take back member was Mark Owen. She fancied him. They like to call him Little Mark. Little Mark. Mark Owen, yeah. It's I definitely not Gary, is it? Fuck me. Oh, no, Gary Barlow, the most boring man on the planet. No, no the least favourite is Tax Dodging Cunt. I like, uh, I, like, I, like, I like Jason Orange just because his last name's Orange. Is he the one who's. I've got, got no beard? idea who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely. I just know the name. <laughs> All I know is, is Mark Owen, Gary Barlow, Robbie Williams. And then there's one called Jason Orange, and then there's another bloke. His name I have no idea. Of. So your favourite member? Uh, Completely disorder. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna say Jason Orange. Okay, fine. Robin Williams is a is a cunt. Yeah. Gary Barlow's the most boring man on the planet, and Mark Owen just makes me think of my mom. No, Robin Williams got some bangers solo wise though. Name three. Rap DJ. Nah. What's the one where she thinks she's named Candy? Oh, come <laughs> off it, man. <laughs> but Angels, Angels bum, was a bum, good song. Bum, 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 bum. Let me entertain you. Oh, yeah, I'll give you that one. And Angels is a banger, don't yeah, Angels, Angels is a good song. And Rock DJ, that's free. I want a fan of Rock DJ. You want to too? Uh, Can't tell you. What about Millennium? <laughs> Millennium, Millennium is alright. Millennium. 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 That's it, you made a song, Millennium? Yeah. To be honest, they're probably the three songs that I actually know. Well, right, well, I'm a fraud. That's your Robbie Williams knowledge expired. 
Andy. Who was that with? Dizzy Rascal? What a weird combo. Was it Dizzy Rascal? I'm sure it was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure. Robbie Williams and Dizzy Rascal seems insane. Cause you think she's made of candy. It was at a time in the world where a lot of things were, you know. I don't know, man. Everything I'm seeing right now is it's just him. Pear shaped. She's putting candy. I have. Take it to the candy shop. Yeah, I'm on their. Uh... He did a song with Dizzy Rascal, though. I'm on his Wikipedia. Oh, the, the Wikipedia for that song. Didn't I say anything? Didn't say anything about a uh... rascal named Dizzy. And Gary Barlow helped write it, apparently. Two cunts make one powerful cunt. <laughs> cunt of the song. Double cunt. I need to stop saying that word. <clears throat> Sorry, mummy. I just thought I'd ask you because. Uh, it is a weird question. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Literally, yeah, this, why not? let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, let's um, move on. I'm going what, through. What else is on your list here that you wanted to talk about? Can I talk about uh, when I went long? We can talk about whatever you want. I wrote it when back on the tube from when I was I literally stayed there two nights um, whilst the England football was on that's sort of irrelevant to what I want to talk about I want to talk about London as a place that I really want to are you one of the ones that stormed Wembley? absolutely not too small fragile disgraceful behaviour yeah, yeah, they stampeded it anyway um I put everyone in London has got serial killer vibes <laughs> thus crackheads stand out because everyone's just miserable it's not even that it's a bit of a stereotype because there's also cities that do it but I think London do it best in terms of like the stare down they give you you know when they look at when they lock eyes on you and like they're waiting for you to move because like, they're not they're not moving their eyes first before you move <laughs> just, just got a lot of company shocking you so I've got people looking at me and I'm like look away and then they're going well apparently my day just they don't even think about it why not just give them a nod I don't know I just didn't think it was necessary <laughs> it if, kind someone, of, if someone makes eye contact with me on the street I feel too awkward to just like yeah. break eye contact so I just like most of the time I was looking down <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was looking down like this I went yeah, I'm not looking I'm not looking I'll, I'll look now I'm not crossing I'll just keep looking down. <laughs> Are we going this way? Yeah. You're walking okay. around London, looking at the floor. How do you experience any of London? Just when it was again necessary. Cause it was just <laughs> people just look at you and they just they lock eyes. Like how, if I locked eyes with you right now, you'd find it. You wouldn't, I mean, it's a different situation. But yeah. a stranger locking eyes with you, it's, they, they it's, do it. It's weird, yeah, but like I don't know like what it's said it, to me. It's just just give me a greeting, just a little friendly nod, or we're in a busy place, you know. There's people walking in and around, and I'm just like... Maybe, maybe that's the reason that no one in London actually speak to each other. Because my experience of London is yeah. that everyone's a little bit uptight. No one no one likes to communicate with each other. Yeah, I mean, in, London, in London, you're not going to get a random conversation at a tube station like you would at a, a train station up here. Mm. It, it just doesn't happen, because people just, just kind of stick to themselves. I completely, yeah, because I ain't been there for so long, the tube completely forgot you have to go one side of the escalator because people are running up and I was like fucking hell this is because it 
I think they stand out because it's literally the only place in the country that that happens. Yeah, we we experienced that in um, either Germany or Switzerland. I can't remember which. Yeah. Um, but it was the same thing. If you're on an escalator, everyone sticks to one side so people can, if they want to walk up it, they can go past you. More of a European thing. <clears throat> yeah, we had no idea. So like, we were standing two abreast on the escalator, like, standing next to each other. And all of a sudden, we've got Move, this, Eddie. This, <laughs> this angry German behind us going, fucking off. <laughs> and like, oh shit, sorry. Where's your diamond? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just, yeah, I don't know. They lock eyes, I'm telling you. <laughs> they lock eyes with you until you move your eyes away from their direction. Love me kiss. <sighs> yeah. To be fair, stabbing's happened a lot in London, isn't it? Mm. Exactly. Love me kiss from a distance. <laughs> a lot of this is negative, I'm not going to lie. There's something in the water, as in it's fucking filthy there. There's just filthy fucking bastards. Yeah. About. Yeah. And that brings me on to another thing. They had literal pisses in the street, like these whole. And I don't know if it's for the England matches or whatever. And these big, like, I don't know what you call them. They look like pads, but they like went around. And there was just urinals. And I was like, why is that fucking smell? Like out in the open? Out in the open on the street. I'm not even kidding. They're pisses. Just pisses. Wow. They, were like, so they were like a mug around there, urinals. Wow. Fucking weird. I don't know if it was for the England game or what, but I just thought that's. It could have been. Still, but still, dirty, bro. It's a bit strange. Spank. I believe it. London stinks anyway because like there's no oxygen going to anyone's brain anyway. Yeah. It's all thick. This, is, this is what I don't understand about like people who who revere London as this like majestic place and it's like. But the landmarks are there. Like Buckingham Palace is like Buckingham Palace. Yeah, but it's always seen as this like kind of romantic. Set. I don't mean romantic in like a a couple way. I mean romantic is in the story behind it and it's, it's like, oh, it's where the queen lives and it's it's like the centre of the fucking universe mm. and it's it's just not like it's a horrible place to be the further you go out it's like um, how do I describe it it's like someone's asshole the further you go in <laughs> not only does he get more cleanly <laughs> <laughs> but you eventually get to some nice organs you know I mean? <laughs> like Buckingham Palace <laughs> but Buckingham Palace is like an organ or a landmark inside yeah. the arsehole of England the arsehole <laughs> of London the further you go out it's just shit 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 until you get like the outskirts like Watford where it's just arse here Watford There's a thing called the Midlands. Yeah. We are a thing. We do exist. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, Birmingham, Birmingham is Britain's second city, but then, as far as London are concerned, there are no other cities. Like, London is England, mm. and everything else is just out there. Part. It's weird. Part it's, it's strange. Mm. Yeah. You like that analogy, though, the arsehole? Because think about it, I like sometimes if you don't walk properly, <laughs> <laughs> you can get the shit in like nearest your arse cheek and therefore that is like Tottenham <laughs> <laughs> or Peckham Tottenham Hotspur they're a bit shit yeah, or like Croydon somewhere dirty whereas like think about how far you get in if you like really you're upsetting so many people right? if you used a wet wipe and got in there deep 
Like you can't really with a tissue, but with wet wipe, you're getting so deep, you're getting to Buckingham Palace. Suddenly you're in Kensington. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you live in tax free. <laughs> oh, I only had to use one wet wipe. <laughs> Don't wipe your ass in the street. Dirty. Yeah. We're not in India. Unless you're using those, you know, urinals for the wrong purpose. Yeah, it's fucking grim. Maybe, maybe people should use them as, as bidets. Just clean themselves. Oh, no. <laughs> don't give it anyone any ideas. <laughs> it was a bizarre thing. It was really bizarre. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I want to say on that. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm slagging off London, but I don't, I'm not making it exclusive to London because I'm not a fan of cities in general. Yeah. I, I much prefer open spaces and fresh air. I mean, there's nice parks there. There's Green Park, which is right by Buckingham Palace. That's pretty deep. They've got places they want to conserve. Like, you know about how they have, obviously, they're all built on top of each other kind of thing, yeah. the houses. They will have one shared green space that only the residents can go into because they need, obviously, outdoor time. And when you're stuck in the house all the time. So they have this, like... What's the benefit garden. of going outdoors in London, though? No, genuinely, like, if you went to, like, say, West London, they have, like these green spaces in the middle of all the flats that they all share and you have to have like a pass to get in there I think or something and they have like tennis courts or was that just for the, uh, the rich folk? it was I mean West London's rich most of it but some of it's dodgy but what I was saying is that they share <coughs> the what's in West London West, West London's like Chelsea and Fulham uh, yeah you get places like um, that's the one that they speak about Ladbroke Grove and that's kind of dodgy AJ from the land all that kind of thing AJ Tracy he talks about it he has a song called Labrook Girl you've lost me now it's pretty fun (laughs) Um, but yeah some of it's dodgy and some of it's not but I guess poor people just have to go to the park and get stabbed (laughs) (laughs) those are your options look at the draw stay indoors (laughs) or get murdered (laughs) and uh, what was I saying Um, yeah uh, the tube is actually like public urinal because no one wants to sit by each other not only because of Covid but they genuinely like, I put one space between where you go you know you went to no the, yeah I, I, I completely get that you know how you went to the urinal <laughs> you'd, you'd be like oh, someone was you. next to you you're like uh, you gay <laughs> dog you gay <laughs> <laughs> no but I get that but again that comes down to the like, you get to London and it just it feels so devoid of humanity mm. even though there's people everywhere no one communicates with each other everyone just wants to keep their distance from each other everyone looks at everyone else as if they could be a potential terrorist mm-hmm. there's like I don't think I've ever met anyone friendly either from London or lives in London or spends any time in London mm. you become more faceless that's what I think when you're in a bigger place you become more you lose your identity a bit because there's just so many people yeah that's my problem. So when I see saw people on the tube, I was like, you're genuinely just not happy, are you? I remember no one knows who you are in this place. It's so big. I remember when um, me and my family went down to London. We went to Greenwich. Mm. This, was, this was the year 2000. It was when the Millennium Dome was a thing. And my uncle was working there, so he got us free tickets. Mm. <coughs> so we travelled down. I think we got off at Euston and then we got on the tube and whatever. And my mum was freaking out because she didn't realise that the tube actually went under the Thames. Okay, cross your phone. So we were on the tube and we were looking at obviously they had the maps like above the windows yeah. of well the, the, the route maps 
Man, this is where you dream. And I was like, <laughs> right, I was like, right, man, pay attention in a minute, because like in about a thirty second point of view, we're going under the Thames, and she's like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean going under the Thames? You can't go under a river. <laughs> like, no, of course you can go under a river, mum. <laughs> a man made river. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, 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 no. What if it breaks and we all drown? Like, to be honest, if that happens, we won't know much about it. Like it will just happen. But if it doesn't happen, I'm disowning you. Like, the, tube, the tube's been around for God knows how long. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet. What makes you think it's going to happen now? She's like, oh, it'd, just, it'd be just my luck. <laughs> I was going to say, can you lucky stars? <laughs> I mean, I'm the same guy who thought that there was a conveyor belt from airport to airport for your luggage. I didn't think it was <laughs> <laughs> when I was 12. <laughs> Just a massive conveyor belt from like Gatwick to, to Munich. They said, what do you think that big fucking button bit is at the bottom of the airport? I was like, I don't know, the engine. <laughs> the engine's got to go somewhere. <clears throat> See, that, that, that's the, the thing. The other thing that freaked my mum out was about the, um, the 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 Euro tunnel. Yeah. The fact that it went under the English Channel. She's like, you can't go under the sea. Like, you, you'll drown. <laughs> no, mum, you're not you're not in the water. <laughs> you're in a fucking tunnel. She's like, yeah, but all that water around it's, it's got to be heavy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I think that'd be actually incredible. If you had my mum on, because she wouldn't understand a damn thing we said. Yeah. She's going to think, uh, Were you in a mint? I've told you, I've, I've told you when we were talking to mum about like the planets and the moon and, and the shit like that. Yeah, kind of. And she Saying. thought, she thought that like the planets were not planets. They were just different areas of the moon. What? So she thought, so, so say for example, she, she thought like the moon was kind of like Earth. Mm. And that, like, Mars was its own continent. And <laughs> she just thought there were areas of the moon. And she asked us once, because she saw something, she, we, were, we were watching something about some astronauts. I think they were on the ISS. And one of them was reading a letter. Mm. And she went, How did it get post up there? <laughs> 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 like it was delivered by Royal Mail. <laughs> I don't know, Mum, they probably took it with them when they left. No, NASA privatised it. It's just explained to her. Like, no, look, you know, this was, was probably a letter written by his kids before he left and he just took it with him to read while he's there. Like, <laughs> he didn't, they didn't just get it delivered. How did they get it? We've all asked a dumb question like that. It's like right? Hermes have, have been employed to deliver it to Mars and they've just gone, ah, fuck it, we'll just chuck it on the ISS and tell him it's been delivered. <laughs> now nah, you've got the stamp on it I'm sorry you're going to have to take it back oh god and there was something I can't remember what the context was of what we were talking about but she couldn't work out that not everything in space is like up what do you mean it was in that atmosphere she was saying as I said I can't remember what the conversation was but the line she came out with is how is that possible when we're down here and that's up there she, she, thought, she thought like Earth was like the bottom. Like, She's a flat Earth. You couldn't go down. You could only go up. Which I suppose, in a, a weird way, kind of makes a little bit of sense. Because I mean, obviously, to be fair, you don't, you don't want to get to the centre of the Earth because it's just like a, a bit hot. Yeah, a bit hot. Cool. 
Well, it probably makes sense in a way. You know, to leave the planet, you do have to go up. But mm. also, when you get there, it's not just like. <laughs> and <laughs> I can't get me posted. You go straight back down and you get to Earth. Like, oh mm. shit, I've come all this way and I haven't left Royal Mail. My forwarding address. <laughs> we can't. We've always done questions like that. That's the one that sticks out of my mind because I'm genuinely ashamed of it. The conveyor belt one. Genuinely yeah, I mean, we all have those moments. It just seems like my mum has more than most people. But I love her for it because it's the innocence of it. It's, like, it's, it's genuinely something she doesn't know about. She's never learnt about. She's never had to know about. And now mm. all of a sudden there's this new information. She's, <laughs> she's trying to process it. And it, it, it's like Joey. Six. She's twitching. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Chloe. My mum's amazing. She's incredible. I love you, mum. She'll never listen to this, but yeah, I love you, mum. Yeah, that's nice, though. She I had her over yesterday. She was over with, uh, with Matthew, with Jacqueline. Yeah. yeah first time she'd been to the to the house since we moved in so she like it yeah she loves it mm. she's not moving it she can fuck off my dad's trying to palm her off on us what do you mean he's <laughs> like fucking one it's your turn to have her now <laughs> all because when when we got married um several was like oh yeah you know you'll be all right you can come and live with us when you when you're tired when, when, you, when you're ready kind of thing mm. like when you're old and you can't look after yourself like you come and live with us we'll take care of you and I'm like, what the fuck are you volunteering for here? Like, you know, she's a crazy person. Mm. And uh, now my dad just can't wait. He's not fucking having now. Sort of fluggies. Yeah, that's fucking. That's actually made me. That's actually made my day. I'd love to have my mama. I think it'd be brilliant if we did. Maybe yeah. Let's take her London. Why not? Nah, she's off to uh, RAF Bryce Norton. Um, I think the end of this week. What's that? It's a RAF base. But they have like a like a music festival there once a year. Oh. And they didn't have one last year, obviously because of COVID. Because um, of COVID. But my dad gets booked to work mm. at the festival, so he does all the the staging, the rigging, the lighting, all that stuff. And uh, my mum gets a free ticket to go and get drunk and meet some minor celebrities. Okay. Chesney Hawks. Chesney Hawks was the one that is, is kind of a repeat offender there. Yeah. Offender is probably the wrong word. What do you do? Um, he had one song, yeah. and it was I Am The One And Only. You, you definitely heard it. I can, I, can, I can play a little clip for you. Yeah, go on, go on. Let's, uh, <coughs> let's get a bit of Chesney up. I found out the other day, you know that Dead or Alive song by, uh, who's Pete Burns' band? Bastard. Um, it's been me. It's dead or alive, isn't it? It's dead or alive, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that song has been me right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, that's a meme song. A meme song. Because it's been used in memes and stuff. Yeah, I was like this. Because <coughs> Sophie's little brother was playing all these songs, and I went, "Hang on, these are like good songs. These aren't memes." Don't disrespect my <laughs> calling. He was like, "No, I've just heard them in memes. I'm like, no, I don't think that's acceptable." Right, yeah. This, this is uh, this is Chesney Hawks. What's it look like? Oh yeah! yeah, yeah. She oh, plays that's, a that's, beautiful that's, hook. That's enough for that. Just so, uh, just in case we get copyright struck. But uh, yeah, so he's like, uh, <coughs> he's been there a few times, and my mum, she always freaks out when she meets him. Like, she, she, we're basically on first name terms now, but she's still like, oh my god, Chesney's here. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ches. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, they've had some, they've had some like 
relatively big artists from the past, like no one really called them. Gareth Gates. People like Bad Manners and you don't know who Bad Manners are. No. Um, but yeah, that kind of ilk. Ilk. It's only a, a small festival, but yeah, she has, she has a lot of fun. She gets drunk, she makes an idiot of herself and she loves it. I hope to be playing there one day when I have more minor hit. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to wait until about 20 years after it's a hit. Yeah, that's fine. Can wait. I'll be, I'll be doing other stuff in the meantime. I don't know, I don't know if my mum will still be about then. But if she no, is, no, if she that. is, it'll be amazing. She'll be like, oh my God, I met Sam Coombs. <laughs> <laughs> you know that bloke he did the, uh, you know, mom, the radio we, show? Mum, we've been friends for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've met him. <laughs> in the flesh. He sung his song and it was crap. My mum's not even that, she doesn't even speak like that. I don't know why I put on a thick Brummie accent. Yeah. She's easier. Yeah. yeah. She's easier. Yeah. Because she sounds a bit dumb, I think. The Brummie accent sounds a bit dumb. Yeah. True. Yeah, my mum's a dumb dumb. Fraud of it. Which is amazing. Yeah. Sounds a bit, honestly. I mean that. <laughs> 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 um, uh, what else have I got on here? About London. Uh, yeah, one space between you gay because they're just weird. It's not even to do with COVID. Like they're just really spaced out. Like, there's two meters and then there's two kilometers. Yeah. And people are like just fucking weird. People in London all hate each other. They don't yeah. like people. Dutch, real Dutch. Um, what else have we got on here? Oh, and a little story that I found. Um, I mean, it probably happens every day in London, but it's the first time I've ever seen it. Stop and search. I uh, saw one in the centre of London, basically. Uh, guy carrying an umbrella, just an umbrella. It's been raining. Might I add, he's with a, he's a black gentleman with a, a bunch of black. For some gentlemen. reason that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, and these guys in, I mean, they weren't. They're policemen. They were kind of kitted out. And I think they're just like patrolling the area. I don't know. And they asked to look inside his umbrella, even though it's been raining all day look inside his umbrella yeah I was like well, why are you doing this to this young black lad there's plenty of other people around with umbrellas Jesus and uh, obviously it's just a bit odd and yeah yeah I didn't want to get on my soul box at the time Sophie definitely did she okay. was like this is an outrage I was like this probably happens I was like this happens every day it probably does I mean it doesn't unfortunately right. yeah. um, but I mean that definitely sounds like an umbrella though yeah like, how dare stuck? you be black and in possession of a brother? Yeah, why are you sticking in there? An umbrella. <laughs> and if he's getting wet, you know what I mean? If your umbrella's actually getting wet, yeah, it's going to soak through. Well, no, the whole point of an umbrella is it's waterproof. No. No, yeah, that's, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you. It's been a long day. Um, but yeah, um, I just imagine <laughs> walking around with an umbrella that's just made out of cotton. <laughs> doing nothing. Yeah. That's worse than conveyor belt. <laughs> oh, We're you, laughing Sam. about stuff and search. I've missed you, Sam. We're not laughing about stuff and search. In relation to stuff and search, I just I found it so odd that they check an umbrella. Like it, and these guys are just walking around. Like they ain't even being boisterous or anything. They're literally just minding on business. And then you get a big policeman going, "Let me see that. Let me see that. Okay, bye." It's like they, they shouldn't be stuck like cattle like that. You know what I mean? No, no. It's just weird. It is. I mean, I don't, see, I don't, I'm, I'm not 100% sure how the law works. 
I'm sure. I mean, what what is the is need to do with? I'm sure that you can. It's like an opinion. I'm sure you have to give consent to be searched, unless. Yeah, he did, he was saying it was fine because obviously he knew he had nothing. <coughs> yeah. But um, the the problem is is that I feel like it's an opinionated policy, isn't it? Of like however the police deem it to be suspicious. Yeah, so they can just literally just walk to anyone it's, they fancy. It's literally not even like, oh, he's got an umbrella. Like, yeah. Well, what, 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 a lot of people have umbrellas. What's your point? He's Obviously. Like a group of guys. Yeah. Well, other people have groups of guys with them. Well, he's black. Oh, okay, but oh, we've got him now. Fuck's sake. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously you were speculating that it was racially biased, but... There were young We know there's a history of it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's just so easy, and uh, no one was gonna sort of stop the police. Yeah. I mean, because they have you know They're things the police, on them. Yeah, the police. No one wants but to that's, get involved. That's, in that. that's that's the for me. That's that's a big problem in this country is that people are kind of people don't trust the police oh, for no, good reason. I don't. <coughs> and I don't really. There's still there's still a lot of people in this country that rather than seeing the police as someone to turn to when you've been wronged or when mm. you know the police are someone to stay out of the way of yeah that's seems, how yeah police, people yeah. are generally like scared of the police it's it's someone to, to, to avoid and Big to the to the point where if you are the victim of a crime the majority of people these days rather than calling the police are gonna take it upon themselves or they're gonna turn to their mates vigilante groups yeah. thing, and it's like that's all been brought on by the police Obviously, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't mean like every individual police officer. I'm sure, I'm sure there are one or two that aren't dickheads. Yeah. But it just seems like there's a culture within it. Of, culture, yeah. But people don't like that word culture because they go, "Why well, are you just paying them with a brush? But we are literally the cult. We're all cultured in a way. Of course, yeah, of course. We, you know, we all Some have upbringings. <laughs> we all have upbringings, and those upbringings mould who we are and what our morals and ethics are and things like that. So, you know, we've all got cultural side to us but you can get it within institutions as well mm. and it's like it's like the argument about whether it, it, an institution like that is based on like a, not even a family because you're not even potentially loyal to them but you can sometimes build loyalty by the way you've been there for some but you have that kind of loyalty that's not like I'm loyal to this because I love it or yeah. I'm loyal to this because I want to protect it it becomes a, a kind of in certain circumstances, you can I'm loyal to this because I need it. Mm. You know, so it's that kind of loyalty that's pretty. Like when you work for someone, when you work for anyone, they kind of expect you to have a loyalty to them because they're your employer. Like I'm responsible for your livelihood, therefore you will be loyal to me. Mm. It's that kind of <clears throat> dictatorship that it's almost like you have to be loyal. It's, like it's your only choice. It's like a mini dictatorship. You're either loyal or you're out on your ass. So it, it's but it's a choice at the end of the day. That's it point. is, is but it? it's a very difficult choice for people. Yeah. It's 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 very heavily biased in one way. So it's like, you know, your choices are toe the line and, and, and have a you know a decent life, or you'll be rock bottom, piece mm. of shit, no money, no life, no job, no nothing. It's like there's no in between. Mm. So I think people get stuck in those kind of careers and they, and they, they become just part of it and just become another faceless part of the institution with regards to the police side they, they could lose their job from it that kind of thing it can escalate can't it it can but that's the, 
I, I feel like the the stuff with the police in terms of the <coughs> the culture within the police force. Yeah. Apparently, there's no law being called the police force anymore because it sounds a bit too aggressive. But <laughs> the culture within it is it's, it's clearly coming from a higher place mm. of people who, who, who are getting into it at, at, at ground level who are just starting out as coppers and stuff, probably going into it with these wide-eyed ideas of oh, I can change this from within I can make policing work better for people and this mm. that and the other but eventually you're going to realise that you're coming up against shit that you just have no way of defeating mm. yes. so you either become a part of it or you get away from it completely yeah yeah there's processes I hate that when they talk about so politics much paperwork there's processes you have to follow. It's like, you gay. <coughs> gay, bro. It's the same with the NHS. Like, people fucking... God, there's processes with how we're supposed to evaluate patient care. So, like, no, this person has been neglected. But yeah. it's is quite evident. Do something about it. Or yeah. something, you know what I mean? You know, like, all them hospitals. Well, again, but it's, it's... Because we're becoming more litigious as word? time goes on. What is that word? It means people are more prone to sue, to open the litigious. litigious. I like that. So litigations. Uh, it's it's. I'm following kid, following though. the. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of, I'm to call it sue. Litigious. No, litigious. <laughs> hello, litig- hello, Letitia. Litigious. So I'll tell you, yeah, it's like we're following the the, 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 the American model. Of mm-hmm. If somebody wrongs you, you sue them. You take money from them better yourself financially it's, it just seems like now everyone's trying to protect themselves from that I which is why really everything is. which is why the processes and things take so long which is why everyone's so kind of like well, you know obviously people moan about health and safety gone mad mm. and it's like well yeah because they're trying to protect themselves from being sued mm. because if, if you're an idiot and you stick a fork in a plug socket you're gonna get electrocuted <laughs> but well, you might get if, superpowers. But if if you do that in a house that you're renting and the landlord hasn't told you, like, don't stick forks in plug sockets, hmm. then it's, it's only going to take one idiot to do that, survive, and then go, well, nobody told me not to, so who's to blame? <laughs> I feel rather litigious today. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously all these claims management companies that have sprung up, injury lawyers for you and oh, all this God, shit, man. Where there's blame. If you, I hate the phrase. Have you had an accident that wasn't your fault? If it wasn't your fault, of course it was a fucking accident. <laughs> if it was an accident, it clearly wasn't your fault. You know what I mean? It's the way it worded. Yeah. yeah. An incident can be your fault. You could have done something in order to make that happen. But an accident is just something that happens. It's a coincidence. It's it's a one-off. It's a freak. Yeah. That's nobody's fault. It just happens. You've made a good point, actually about how people are more litigious because you're right that's why we're getting all these things now where again I said about processes and things like that people just do not care other than for themselves they don't want to make things better yeah they don't want to simplify it yeah everything's about protecting yourself and it's taking away so much humanity because to me humanity is, is we are all one we should all be out for each other humanity has to survive that's that's the 
the main thing. I think that's too difficult. But, oh no, of course it is. Of course it is. There's there's you know seven and a half, eight billion. Too good, too difficult. Maybe that's why we've become like oh, I look after my family and all that kind of thing. Yeah, but that's what I mean. That the, the circle that's of sure. The circle of humanity gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. So, so you've got people who are loyal to their country, and then you've got people who are loyal to their city, and then you've got people who are loyal to my city, just, my set. <laughs> and then, and then you've got people who are loyal just to their postcode, and then it's like, no, I'm only loyal to the people in my house. Mm. You know what I mean? And then there's people who are loyal to nobody but themselves, and it's like with all this divided loyalties, mm. of course there's going to be conflict, mm. and when you start giving a shit about. Right, you come from a different postcode than I do. Not true. What? <laughs> but, but that to me is as ridiculous as right, you you know me hating on someone because they come from I don't know Congo. But mm. who, who gives a shit where they're from? Who gives a shit? Mm. Like we're all people. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm, I don't like the phrase of you know we're all the same. We're not. We are all different. But I think we should embrace our differences. Yeah. That's how cultures. Mesh. grow and expand and, and learn from each other is, is, is by experiencing each other that takes time though it's like when people talk about British culture mm. do you know how much of our culture we've stolen from the rest of the world <laughs> like, stolen it's no. not even gone there and experienced and learned and brought back we've stolen it <laughs> no because people put gravy on the Chinese now we, <laughs> we 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 basically I say we obviously I wasn't around back then but Britain <laughs> basically owned most of the world at one point. Like we owned India. Mm. So we went over there and we were like, oh, we can you know, we have their spices and we can have this and we can have that and we can have the other. And then curry became a massive thing in England. People loved curry. And then we went, this isn't good enough. We need to create our own version. So someone in Scotland came up with a chicken tikka masala and we branded it as Indian. It's not Indian. There's nothing Indian about it. It's completely fucking British. Mm. No Indian person is going to eat a tikka masala because it's crap. It tastes like shit. It's just sweet red juice to cook meat in, and it's rank. Yeah. And we call it Indian because we're like, oh, look how cultured we are. Not cultured. You've taken a culture, you've taken the little bits out of it that you like, and then you've ruined it, you've yeah, worn it down, and you've made it bland, like mm. you do with everything. I used to love a tikka masala when I was a kid. Jesus, I feel like I'm ranting. I didn't know it's it was from Was it from Scotland? Yeah, I'm sure it was created like Glasgow. Wow. Mm-hmm. What about Cormac? Korma, that's uh, that's Lancashire. Korma is, is shit. What's the point of Korma? Like, literally, what's the point? South is normal as Korma. My dad it. likes it, and he likes it purely to dip poppadoms in. Because yeah, it's kind of it's it's sweet and a bit meh. Get there's no flavour to it. Mango chutney is nice though. Still, I had oh no, I love a bit of mango chutney, but uh, <laughs> I had I had, a, I had a really nice home cooked curry the other day from my mother-in-law, like proper Pakistani curry. Yeah. There's actually depth of flavour in there. You can actually taste things in there. What curry was it? Ch- chicken curry. It's a standard chicken curry, but mm. a standard chicken curry to, to a Pakistani is very different from what a standard chicken curry would be from your average fucking takeaway place. Because they cater it to British people's taste buds. Mm. And so everything kind of ends up tasting the same. Yeah. That's why I love Mo, because he challenges me. Uh, no, he only brings a lot of his food into work, doesn't he? Fucking two pounds. Two pound fucking takeaways in. <laughs> Can't get any work done because I'm just on the shit. I don't know. I, I mean, how did that go from the police force to fucking culture? It's, people talk about cultural appropriation. Mm. We don't appropriate people's cultures. We steal them and water them down. We mm. make them shit. Mm. 
That's, that's what Britain do. We make everything shit and bland and white. Everything has to be beige. Everything has to be the most boring possible in case we get excited and have something yeah, to live for. I think it's because we don't, we don't have enough effort to care about our culture. Our culture's gone. That's, but we, no that's what I mean. We don't have a culture. It's everyone else's. Yeah, but we blend it down yeah. to make it palatable to the, to the British taste buds, which, let's face it, are shit. The shit. Fish and chips. Exactly. I love fish and chips. <laughs> but with curry. Too fair is not. Fish and chips curry. Oh yeah, probably most chippy curry sauce. I just uh, yeah, but let's get this back to the police. Yeah, I feel like we've so far. For ages. I, I, I'll give you a minute. Quite worked up about it. It's a big cultural shift for it to all change. It didn't happen overnight. I just think it's mad being proud of British culture when it's the blandest thing on the planet. It's so bland. Like even Americans have more culture than us, and theirs is fucking crazy. Like it's insane. I don't support it at all, but at least it's something. It's yeah, it's not own. bland. It's you can't own. call them bland. No. They're fucking out there, but yeah. Anyway. Wacky. Yeah. The police are bastards. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of agree. I don't know. Just why I'd let you know that I thought seeing some of an umbrella getting searched is um. It's first, yeah. It must be a surreal thing. Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, does anyone want to give us a display name? Because we've literally put our display name as display name I've on, on Spotify. Oh, I downloaded some of the episodes because we wanted to re-listen to it. I was being really gay because you said obviously can't wait to record again. I was like, yeah, let me listen to some of the episodes. I was like, really enjoyed. So I listened to the Round the Reefing one mm-hmm. and. Was it Goth Piano? Goth Piano, that was the most recent one, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, I might have done an anime check. See, I, I've been back and listened to the um, wrestling and shit one. I, mm. quite, I quite enjoyed that one. That was my least, that was my least favorite to listen to, the most, most fun to record. Because mm. I just learned so much about wrestling that I didn't even <laughs> remember when I was younger. Uh, Rana Rikin and I think. Yeah, I was got piano because I didn't want to listen to the first three because fucking um, crap. Yeah, ass with the yeah. recording, but um, we need a display name. Okay. Simple as that, and I want to ask whoever's out there. Throw it out. Throw yeah. it out to all seven of our Whoever's got the best display name, we'll have his display name. <coughs> Obviously, it's got to be allowed by Spotify. Yeah, I was gonna say no holes barred, but uh, yeah, no holes barred in terms of creativity. Yeah. In terms of your you can't just call it fucking McCunts a lot. <laughs> I don't think Spotify would appreciate that. How about like police force? Because <laughs> you're aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I just thought I'd throw that out there because we don't care. And yeah, we, I'm we kind of explain it. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that, yeah. Well, that's good. Let the masses decide. I think Jazz will have something uh, jazzy. Jazzy. DJ Jazzy Jeff. So, um. Oh, people used to call me that still. <laughs> I think people still do. They're all just gonna. Name's Jazz. Uh, so yeah, um, for, for anyone who doesn't know, I mean, let's face it, it's about the only listeners we get are people that we work with and our family. Yeah. I, I, I will be leaving our place of employment as of next Friday. You want to go into that? You just want to... Yeah, man. It's, it's a big moment in my life. It's I only wanted to ask because I, did, I was going to bring you up, but okay. I was hoping you'd bring you up first. No doubt I'm weird like that, but... No, I get it, I get it. It's a... One it's more thing. It could potentially be a sensitive subject. 
Because I've pumped up the views, we've got 103 players now. Woo! Yeah. Apart from the Champers. Only 94 of them are yours. <laughs> <laughs> None of them are you. 103 players, like, wow, that's mad. Yeah, that's kind of because I've listened to it a few times. Like, listen, I don't care if it's you listening to it 30 times, I don't care. Like, 104 listens is, is crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, that's 103. 103. Well, just to be a bit angry. We should get one more off this episode. Yeah. That's just us listening back to it. That's a bloody doubt. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So You've I'm, left I'm, your place of employment. I'm, I'm leaving our current place of employment. I've got As just, just over a week left at uh, Morrison's. <laughs> <laughs> we all know it was Tesco. Yes, we, we, we all know I work at Tesco currently. Um, but yeah, as of next Friday, I, I, I won't be anymore. And it's... Electric. It's huge, man. It's, it's like massive for me. Like I've, I've been in retail for the best part of 20 years now. I've been with Tesco for six years. It's been a big part of my life. I'm going out there. I'm completely stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm doing something that is so different to retail. Yeah. And I'm really fucking excited about it. Mm. I'm, I'm nervous about it. I'm a little bit scared. But yeah, I think it's good to be scared sometimes, man. Like, it means it means you're doing something meaningful. Yeah. Not right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for you to try to pull up. Yeah. I'm uh, anyway, I was waiting for you to ask a third time. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely happy about it. You want to talk about your experience in retail? I mean, I'm still working there, but I genuinely don't care. You know. Well, you want to talk it, about it's funny. About? I had um, I had a customer ask me a couple of days ago. What's, what's, what's Tesco like to work for? Yeah. Well, you know what? Honestly, mm. I've been in retail, as I said, best part of 20 years, and I've worked for a lot of companies in that time. Tesco is by far the best that I've worked for. Yeah, kind of is. And probably. She was like, oh, my daughter's just been accepted for a job. Um, she's going to be working at the Borsal Common Store. What was her name? I didn't ask. Felicity. Went, well, your daughter's a lucky fucker. Because she's going to have my store manager. Mm. And I honestly can't think of a better store manager to have mm. if you're working for Tesco. Yeah. He's, he's brilliant. So, yeah, I mean, the time with Tesco has been... Don't get me wrong, there's been ups and downs. Yeah. Um, there's been times where I've genuinely hated it. There's been times where I've loved it. Mm. But over, my overriding feeling about it is if you're going to work in retail, you can do a lot worse than work. Yeah. For me, it's just retail in general is not worth working. No, actually. It's advantageous if you use it. I I believe that everybody should work in retail once. Everyone? Everyone. Well, like in the Korean army, you have to do retail. (laughs) (laughs) No, not not, not as a conscription thing, but like, I just think everyone should give it a bash. Do a job like that. Do a job that sucks ass. Customer service is something where at some point, you're going to be screamed at for something mm. that completely isn't your fault, that you have no control over, but you have to handle the situation. It, w- it whittles you in a way where you experience a lot of things. Yeah. So I'd say when I went to a job beforehand, um, I'm not going to name names, but white. Um, <laughs> a lot of white people. There's like one black dude and one uh, Asian dude, and the rest of the office is just white, like middle-aged people. Like all from similar backgrounds yeah. and I didn't meet people that I thought were even remotely interesting 
And when I came to work for Tesco, I met all different kinds of people from different places. Yeah. Because <coughs> either people at uni or people that are just about to retire, you get flavors. You know what I mean? You get all different kinds of people. Retail is is amazing for characters. Bringing people together in a weird way. In a yeah, people way. from different backgrounds, from you know all kinds of different climates. Like you know, I used to work with a lad that was the most middle class person I've ever met in my life. Is it your fingers? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he was, he, I used to call him Boris. He looked and acted a lot like Boris Johnson. He was very posh from a very well off family. Mm. And yet, here he was working as a, you know, a part time customer assistant in a, a Tesco store mm. with me, who was as working class as you get, as, you know, I'm basically scum compared to him. But it's, it, was, it, was a, it was a nice thing because. He, there's not many other lines of work we have the opportunity and you're, to for, you're forced to mix with them yeah through the job that's it the only, the only other place you get to mix with such a vast array of people is prison and I don't fancy going there <laughs> 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 no, I just yeah that, there's plenty of advantages to working there but all I would say is is that if you don't want to progress in it milk it milk retail because retail doesn't give a fuck about anyone it's a beast 100% it's a fucking beast 100% retail doesn't give a fuck about anyone yeah unless it, unless you make it give a fuck about it it fucks with you in different ways mm. like it, it, it retail can really mess you up mm. if I spoke to Will the other day you know he did a 16 hour shift what on a Sunday he wow. did 16 hours I was like what the fuck he doesn't normally do that a week no he does like <laughs> He does like twenty something, and then <laughs> he's constantly talking about dropping shifts. But with something to do with like the our guard being dodgy on a Sunday, and they didn't want to be left alone. Georgie Becky, mm-hmm. so I understand like why. But yeah. At the same time, fucking, I was sixteen hours shit. Because I don't think they knew about the guard that was coming in, and this guard is like dodgy. No comment about him. But yeah. Um, I was like, that's just sometimes a norm for some people. They're doing 12 hour shifts every day. The shop's only open for 18 hours. Exactly. It was in from like 7 to 11. Jesus. Because Jazz was ill. He was off. Wow. Yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, madness. That's another thing with retail. They, they, they will, if they can, they'll mm. get, take every fucking hour out of you that you're willing to give. Yeah. you got to be. Um, I've worked in some smart. jobs where like, it didn't matter if your shift had finished job isn't finished mm. like you're staying until it's done and you weren't given a choice legally obviously you had the choice to walk out but they would make it so fucking difficult for you mm. that if you decided that right you know this is this is what time I was voted till my shift has ended if you decided to leave then then they would say well don't come back wow yeah Cons. Farm, farm Foods, worst employer in history. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck Farm Foods on the low. I think it's like, uh, I heard this, you know Jordan Peterson dude, and I've kept this on here for a long time, if you can't bargain in your job, then you're definitely a slave. If you can't find ways to better yourself through your job or your career, then you are a slave because there's no way out of what you're doing. You feel like, you, like people talk about dead end. Yeah. You're just dead end or you can't move on then you are a slave to your job and I well, think yeah. more people don't think that way because they think well well you know I'm just doing it because I need money I need to work I need 
Yeah, it's like there's plenty of other jobs out there, and I think people just get comfortable, which is oh, yeah, again fine. That's been my biggest thing with retail. That's the whole reason that I've been in it for as long as I have. I've been talking about wanting to get out of retail for years, mm. but you get comfortable. You get comfortable. It's easy. Mm. It's it's what you know, mm. and everything else just seems really fucking unachievable or really scary. Or um, I wouldn't say it's easy. You know, easy in terms of skill, fine, but like the job itself is easy. It's dealing with all the other stuff that goes with it that isn't. Mm. I think, like for me, I, a lot of people will say they like, hate, they hate customers, they hate customers, and that's why they hate retail. Mm. For me, the customers were the only bit about retail that was enjoyable. Yeah, seeing the fucking. Because there's some mental bastards out there, and I love seeing mental bastards. Yeah. Because I just think I want to know more about this person. I want to know their story. Mm. And it, it, you know, people fascinate me. Yeah. But it's. I think I think a lot of retail, especially when you're working for a big chain, mm. obviously there's all the fucking bureaucracy that goes on and all the bureaucracy. The rules. You're loving the wheeze words today. <laughs> the, the this bureaucracy uh, time with litigious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there could be a link made. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, it's just like it doesn't matter how good you are at your job or how well you know your job. There's always someone that believes they know better and because they're in a higher up position they're like no this is the way you're doing it now even if you think oh come on man that's ridiculous this thing have been working for this way for so long and it clearly works that's what I loved about Ray you just you just you knew that what fucking works yeah exactly you didn't even think about it why waste time thinking about that shit he runs his shop knowing that he generally needs to have very little input because he's got people that know what they're doing yeah he gives us more rain on the things yeah yeah, he like he, I, even though it sounds frivolous, he asks me like where to put stuff, and I'm like, I, yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, even though I'm, if I'm busy, like I'm like, well, I actually like that because you appreciate a lot more. Exactly, he wants your input. Even yeah. if it's something stupid, I think people just forget that. Like, um, and you saying about everyone should work in retail? No, not everyone should work in retail, but everyone should work in an environment where they meet different people. Yeah, it's so important you meet different people different places because the job is going to keep you there in terms of like you guys mixing with each other like when I went uh, Hague's I met all kinds of people I met the dudes from the Philippines fucking Romania uh, obviously Birmingham and they were all like great people mm. and I just met I'd, like I learned so much about them and it was just fun it was That's just it. fun being around people that you it's discovering yeah and the thing is obviously it's like if you're working full time as well hmm most of the time you're spending more time with these people than you are with your family mm. and in that in that circumstance it's so much better to have a variety of people yeah because otherwise it just gets it gets boring it gets stagnant yeah and I think that's why it's happened with our shop because no recruitment's happened anywhere yeah it's been the same we get sick of the same people so long now. yeah and it's like oh, oh this guy I'm working with this person great mm. they're going to yeah, it's why I look forward to certain shifts because then I'll be working with certain people. Mm. Like I know if I'm on a shift with you, I'm going to enjoy that shift because not only are we going to get shit done, but we're going to have a laugh while we do it. Mm. The same with, with, with like, if I'm working with Kim, I know we're going to have a laugh. Yeah, same with like, for me, I ain't seen Louis in ages, so if I work with Louis, I'm like, it's off this week, isn't it? Yeah, I was like, fuck, fuck, I'll see Louis. Yeah. You, you do, you look forward to working with certain so, I, I ain't seen Will for like four weeks, so then I see Will and I'm like, oh, that's me. Oh, look, there's Will. Yeah. Or Jazz, I don't see him for ages. Like, sometimes I'm working with 
the same people, no offence. Yeah, no offence if you listen to this, Erin. <laughs> if I do a lot of fucking shit to you, do you know what I mean? Like, I want to meet new people, man. I like Erin, man. Yeah, okay. Erin's good people. Erin, please listen still. Sorry. I'm not going to um, air her laundry in public, but uh, um, she's, she's, yeah, she's black and blue, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's nice yeah, to yeah. see a smile on her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> um, is anything you want to add? How you feel? Anything else? I'm excited, mate. I'm just excited. I'm excited about starting this new chapter. It's a weird thing that I've, I think people. This has been a whole weird year as well in everyone's life. So when you're thinking about getting a new career, it's kind of like, well, fuck, we've been stagnant for all this time, all of us. Yeah. And um, that's, I mean, some people haven't, but it's kind of due to necessity. That 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 stagnant feeling was a massive part of what contributed to my my mental health mm. taking a, a big downturn you mean stagnant yeah I just felt kind of stuck dirty water just stuck just there's no escape mm. and then obviously I took some time off mm. and through you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time looking for jobs and sorting my CV out and oh, I've got a CV that I'm genuinely proud of for the first time in my life mm. um, did you use Indeed? To start with, to oh. start with I did, but then I kind of branched out on my own and, and made a, a proper personal one on, on Word, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's fucking sick, I love it. Um, but then it turns out I didn't need it. Imagine if you made a PowerPoint. After all that, I didn't, I didn't even need a CV, because it was actually my sister's fellow that was like, why don't you come and give, give it a bash at my place? Mm. I was like, you know what, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. So I went down there and I spoke to the manager and I was like, look, I know you're looking for someone to start like right and he basically said to me he's like look I'm willing to just take one right now mm. and I was like I appreciate that mm. I was like, but I'm not I'm not just going to jump into something head first without knowing anything about it so I was like how about I come and do a couple of like unpaid trial shifts see if I'm a good fit for you the job's a good fit for me mm. and we go from there and again he's like look if that's what you want to do then yeah by all means come and do a couple of days he's like but I'm telling you I'll, I'll take you on tomorrow I'll do a couple of trial shifts anyway because I might hate it. Mm. So I went and did a couple of shifts and it was so kind of refreshing to be doing something that not only physically challenged me because, again, retail, not the most active. You work a delivery and, and that's basically you're done. I mean, I mean, you're on your feet all day, but hey, you're not really moving about that much. I mean, you're on your arse most of the day. <laughs> But, you know, it was nice to do something that was genuinely physically challenging. I felt knackered after my first shift. Yeah. My arms were tired. I felt like I'd been to the gym, and it was such a good feeling. Mm. And I was like, okay. So the first day went well. I was like, we'll see how the second day goes. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping they'll throw me a little bit deeper in and give me something a little bit more challenging. And the second day came about, and again, it was hard graft. Mm. It was... You know, working outdoors in the sun all day, and but I loved it. Mm. I loved it, and I was like, "Yep, this is what I want to do." So the next day, I went and handed my notice in. A bang, bang, bang. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I finish. I finish at Tesco next Friday. I start my new job the following Tuesday. And I fucking can't wait, man! Can't wait. Here to hear, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to hear, honestly, because it's um, yeah, it's 
Who's not fair? Well, no, you told me. I was like, fucking, thank fuck. I know. I, I, could, I, could, sen- I could sense your, uh, your excitement on the phone. Yeah, because... Um, they felt nice as well that you, you were genuinely, like, happy for me to be to be doing something with, with yeah. not necessarily doing something with my life in terms of you know going on to something incredible and I'm going to be earning millions of pounds because that's not the case but it's something that, that um, it's pure yeah it's, it's, it's honest day's graft because mm. <laughs> no he's a fuck about like again I'm not saying that it's a luxury to do what makes you happy but people can find I mean people say don't follow your passion but they talk about find your passion in something else that you may find anyway so there's people that like think i'm gonna become a rock star but then they find you know absolute pleasure in cleaning toilets like for pollution or some shit and it's like well there you go you you think that and i think it's just the way the world works in terms of like they throw things in your face like this is cool this is cool you should want to be like this you should want to do this because it looks cool but then they don't talk about they don't advertise like environmental health on the telly you know no. how you clean septic tanks yeah you know they advertise well, can dunk a basketball <laughs> yeah you know what I mean? yeah it's that whole thing of like you know we've done jobs oh nobody wants to do those jobs but you know there are people that would genuinely well. be excited by that kind of work and you know the job that i'm going into is not the kind of thing that a lot of people would aspire to be yeah. but the the doors that it can open the opportunities that can arise from it that's what's exciting me yeah. is that you know I, I don't see myself doing the same job that I'm walking into in 10-15 years but I can definitely see it being a good start yeah. to, to my future that's that's what's exciting me yeah. that I could potentially make something a lot better mm. out of it I just I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to this. I mean, just be like be honest to yourself in what you. This yeah, be honest to yourself. This is what I was saying. Like everybody's different. Everyone's mm. on their own path. Everybody has their own their own things that they enjoy, the things that they hate, the things that they're passionate about. And, and I just think that everyone. It's like people people look down on certain professions and certain jobs and stuff like that. And it's like just because it's not right for you doesn't mean it's not right for someone else. Mm. Someone has to do that job. And. If you can do that job and find something within it that you genuinely enjoy and that you're passionate about, then all power to you, man. Like, yeah, quite the power. Yeah. Gain the power. That's crush yeah. your enemies. Go out there and be the, the, the best version of you. You can be. Live your best life. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's for real, because um, I just don't think people talk about that enough. Like, um, I, t- I just think that for me, personally, job searching sometimes I get a bit head in the clouds I'm like yeah I'll be able to do that oh dude it can be for me like job searching becomes really mind numbing Mm. and there's there's certain job titles that you don't even know what the fuck it means I don't know what this is and it says you need 14 degrees to go for it but fuck it I could could give it a bash (laughs) (laughs) just apply anyway yeah yeah, let's see let's see what they tell me no one even gives any feedback anymore that's depressing yeah I've had like one bit of feedback. I got an email yesterday from one of the jobs that I applied for while I was off. Mm. Um, saying, like, we really like your CV, we really like your application, we'd like to take it to the next step kind of thing. And I was like, three weeks ago, I'd have been really excited about that email. Yeah. Now I'm looking at it and going, no, no, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. But it was just because it wasn't retail, it was something different. But mm. I think it would, I mean, it was an office job. 
and I've, I've always said like I can't see myself doing an office job I just can't no, you have to show you do fuck that yeah, see now, now I'm working place. outdoors so I kind of have to have a beard it's part of that whole look mm. one more uh, yeah I might start wearing plaid shirts <laughs> 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 hoops and dungarees oh. <laughs> cool. yeah. but yeah man it's, it's good times for me at the minute yeah. I'm really excited but it can be good times you know Sounds stupid, good times for everything. Well, it's yeah, not just, that's, that's the plan. Yeah, it's not just this moment in time, it's like you can make it literally whatever you want. That's, that's exactly it. I'm, I'm yeah. This I'm looking at now as this is a springboard. Mm. This is this is my way of getting to where I want to be. Mm. It's the first step. And that is the, old, the old cliche, you know, the first step is always the hardest one to make, and I feel like I've made that first step now. Mm. So, who knows what the future holds? It's in my hands. Second. He's got the whole. <laughs> <laughs> That's the exciting thing is that my future is mine to determine. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not in. Something stuck in a rut where yeah. where my future is determined by people around me or people above me or you know. People it's, under it's, it's, me. It's down to me. It's down to me now to make something happen, and, mm. and that's that's exciting. Yeah. Thing a lot of people don't think like that, do they? They, they don't. It's it's, it's, it's easy to choice. fall to fall into that and become this. Faceless, nameless part of the machine. Yeah. I know that sounds a bit deep, but it's true. I'm a sexy part of the machine. Seeing this haircut. Wow, I've seen that haircut. It's looking alright, isn't it? It is actually. It's not bad. One of your, one of your better ones. Thank you. I like how they've straightened up your hairline. <laughs> for once uh, they fucking put this weird thing where they like you put it over my head like that and then you like squirt this thing on it and made my hairline really crispy Crisp- I was like dude I'm only going home and fucking watching telly so I mean I don't need it they just did it anyway I hate it when you go to the barbers like obviously I don't have this problem anymore because I've just, just got a shaved head but like when you go to the barbers and they cut your hair and then they'll style it afterwards knowing full well you're going to go home and go straight in the shower because mm. you need to wash all that fucking hair off you like, why are you styling it? Mm. I don't care. I'm just going to get it wet. Remember as a kid, you'd be like, yeah, I love some gel in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I was always confused as a kid as to why they'd always use like a little amount of gel and they'd, they'd always manage to style it really well. And I'd get home and use it. Oh, it's got cramp. You got cramp again. I've never done That's fine. Continue, continue. Yeah, and then like, you'd go home and I'd put like half a tub of gel on my hair and try to style it the same and it'd never um, and then I'd always end up going, oh, fuck it, I'll just either slick it all back or fucking spike it or, you know. Yeah. What's the point of styling? <laughs> Do what you want. Yeah, fuck it. Now, I know you've cut my hair in a specific way so that a side parting would look the best, but I'm going to part it down the middle and look uneven for the next four months. And I'm just going to somehow carve a rat tail like the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I wasn't exactly, you know, the lad at the disco that got all the girls. I was fucking snorting with sherbet. I hope there was actual sherbet. Yeah, sherbet. Not bubble sugar. That's what the teacher said. <laughs> what flavour? It was quite bitter. <laughs> Salty. What else have I got in there? Why do I write notes? Well, I don't know. Are you, are you a forgetful person? I think so. You can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I can't remember. That's just bizarre. That's probably why you write notes. There we are. Moving on. Uh, 
so far I think I need to develop this note a bit more I get that everyone dressed in the same that you said so you must have said that in a previous episode everyone dressing the same no, I mean it's trends, isn't it? It's not ringing any bells. Ah, fuck it. Then. I mean, talk about <laughs> it. Um, Why do football players all wear the same kit? Here's one. Fast and Furious franchise. What the hell is that? Um, I don't know. I think I watched the first three. I am not watched that like two. Ten. I don't know. I watched the last one. It was wank. I haven't. I I haven't seen a Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious. Fast and Furious. I don't fucking know what it's, it's called. Wank. It's wank. Like, the last one I watched still had Paul Walker in it. And mm. I, think, I think it was number two or number three. They had Ludacris in it as well. Yeah, he's Ludacris, man. Wow. Well, um, I not don't think I've seen any with The Rock in. I don't know how he's long in it. I don't know how long he's been part of the franchise. No, he's in the offshoot one, Hobson Shaw, with Jason Statham. No, I've seen Hobson Shaw, but I swear he's in Fast and Furious. No, it's been He is, man. This is another thing I'm going to have to prove to you now. It's Vin Diesel. I know Vin Diesel's in it, you bellend. I'm not saying The Rock plays the main character. Vin Diesel's definitely in Fast and Furious. The Rock is just like the squeezed poo version of Vin Diesel. (laughs) (laughs) More ripped. (laughs) The Rock is... (laughs) That's all he is. Uh, Uh, Let me have a look, let me have a look. And besides, Vin Diesel's best ever work was The Pacifier. The, The Rock plays Agent Hobbs. Yeah, Hobson Shaw, you can't. No, yeah, I know you, Bellend, but also, <laughs> he's been. Here, I look. Let me have a look at it. He's been in Hobson Shaw. <laughs> I know that, you fuck. I just, that, was the only, that wasn't even that good of a film, and it's better than all the Fast and Furiouses I've ever watched. Simone Thor. Um. <laughs> Squeezed Poo Vin Diesel. <laughs> That's on there, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, where, What's that thing in the back of your phone? It's uh, a pop socket. So you just pop it on the wall? No, it's not. It's not sticky or anything, but it just it just improves grip, and it acts as like a stand. Oh, okay, that's cool. Don't know about the grip thing, though. You got small hands or something. I have got quite small hands, to be fair. Just do it like that, like an old woman. Just leave it on the floor. Oh, sorry, on the table. Just tap it like that with one finger. Right, let me let me have a look at how many. And let me take to do a text like. I'm in. <laughs> You're not even looking. Right, I'm, I'm going to have a look at The Rock's Wikipedia page to see how many Fast and Furious films he's been in. The Cock. I don't really care about his the professional, the professional wrestling career. I don't, I don't give a shit about that. Uh, acting career, here we go. He's not, he's telling you he's not been in it. Listen, you fuck. I swear you know. <clears throat> He was in Fast Five. Whoa. Fast and Furious 6. Was he an extra? No, he played <laughs> Luke Hobbs. Um, no, he's an extra. He's one of the muscle guys at the gym. He reprised his role as Luke Hobbs in Fast, Fast and Furious 6. Uh, okay, 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 fine. I've got a more important thing about the rock. Oh, look, he's in Furious 7. The Fate of the Furious. I don't know these films. That's what Fast and Furious. Okay, he's in Fast and Furious. Okay, I get it. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) He's in uh, Baywatch. (laughs) That wasn't good. I watched that. Yeah. Hot girls in it though. Yeah. Girl who plays the uh, the black girl. She was hot. 
CJ. The blonde girl plays CJ. She was meant to be like the sexy one. I thought the black girl was just like more sexy though. She was more like, you know. Oh, it was that, um, she had a thing all over her. Alexandra Daddario. She was in it, wasn't she? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a one with black hair. Some dark hair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's the one who necks uh, Zach Efron, I think, in the film. Nexy? Yeah, like the, the so much there? sexual tension from the start of the film. Like, you know. That's how she gets off it. Yeah, yeah, neck. Nexi, that's such a weird turn of phrase. I don't know. When you say neck, I just imagine two giraffes having a fight. Yeah, to learn. <laughs> 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 Is that their fight? Ne- yeah, yeah that's kind of dumb. Necks. Again, another dumb thing for me. How else are they going to fight? <laughs> <laughs> um, about Dwayne Rock Johnson. Yeah, what about I mean, COVID first happened, and he, he his family got corona. <laughs> and I said this to uh, some of his brothers when we were walking on, on holiday talking about uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson in this video basically saying I've contracted COVID-19 is when we all called it COVID-19 and, we were, and uh, he went yeah my family and me are safe okay so it's like nothing to worry about or something like that Everyone's he's like so rock, serious rock, 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 rock. He made it sound like that he'd like ripped the virus out of his throat, like it's a python. Like I just ripped it out of his mouth, <laughs> slammed it on the table, just cut it in half. Like he's been very the rock about it. Yeah, you know. I, I mean? conquered COVID. <laughs> it's like, it's, no, you just took a couple uh, couple of days off, mate. I, Left everyone alone. Bushes. The way he was talking, I was like, what? and I remember him like specifically being going. I've contracted the COVID nineteen. <laughs> Virus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he sounded like he was in a To be fair, though, when it first came about, it wasn't a scary thing. Like people were terrified of it. It was just like this thing's killing people and whatever, bro. No sweat for me. No sweat. I'm pretty sure I got it in February. I I was convinced that I had it before it became a known thing. Mm. Like the December, I think it was. December. I got really ill. It was in Japan. In not Japan. China. China in December. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like before, it became like a really known thing over here. It was like the January, February became a big thing. The February, I remember, because yeah. I, I, I fucking remember I collapsed at work. I think that's what it was. I had all the symptoms. Oh yeah, you did. I couldn't get up. I couldn't get out of bed. You know, forced me. I literally the first day, went down ate one plate, like one spoon of mash, fucking mash. Instant it, mash. It probably instant mash. Yeah, it was that pathetic. And, yeah, and I just went back upstairs and fucking slept all day. That's how I felt when I was ill. I had like like no energy, none whatsoever. Yeah. And no appetite. And the it breathing felt, thing. It felt like the worst cold I'd, I'd ever experienced. Mm. Like my head felt super heavy. I, I was my chest felt tight. Mm. My energy levels, no matter what I did, I just literally I didn't even have the energy to, to get off the sofa. Mm. But I just put it down to, you know, I've got a, a, bad, a bad strain of the flu or whatever. Yeah. And then when COVID became a known thing, it was like, oh, that sounds like that's what I had. Hmm. Obviously, I don't know. I don't know if it was, but... They said to me, though, flu, I was like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's COVID pod. Like, they, you know, they, they said that they had the COVID pod and, uh, like, just regular people. Mm. I was shitting myself, you know, because no one knew about this virus, like, people dying and shit. And they're like testing me in the uh, ambulance when they took me. 
And they're like, how are you feeling? Yeah, okay, yeah. And they weren't wearing masks at this time either. Yeah. It was, okay, a bit weird. Um, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Just, you know, fell down. Just a bit unconscious. <laughs> fell down and he whacked my head on a fucking table. <laughs> um, and they had the COVID pod, and they, there was a COVID bit, and they had the other side, and I was like, fucking hell, please do not take that COVID bit. I don't want to die fucking tiny woman. And then they'd like, fuck me another bit. Oh, shit. I was in there for seven hours. Yeah. Heavy one. Was most of that just waiting to be seen? Uh, probably about a good two hours. Yeah. Um, and I got the uh, fucking war bag, what you call it? IV. IV, yeah, straight in me, they're like, that'll do it. It'll <laughs> be fine. I'd been drinking water all fucking day. And there was it's not just water though, is it? It's like a saline solution, so it's like you've got your electrolytes and mm. stuff in there as well. Because if you just drink pure water, you're not doing yourself any favours. You need those electrolytes, you need the, the minerals and stuff. Because mm. otherwise your body just ends up rejecting water once it's had enough and it's just pointless. Becomes long and pisses. I made those mistakes, I, 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 my missus was always on me to drink more water. Mm. Um, I made the mistake once of deciding that <coughs> I was doing intermittent fasting and all I was consuming throughout the day was water. Flushes you out. What do you mean? Flushes but that's you not out. a good thing. That's not a good thing being flushed out because that's all your nutrients, all the vitamins, everything is out of your system, and you're just operating. <laughs> your, your body's basically shutting down, going, "You can't handle it." Because <laughs> my diet, my diet is Belgian bond. Bro, I need some broccoli. <laughs> I want Belgian buns. Fucking dumb. I had a dank Chelsea bun on holiday. You know? What's a Chelsea bun? It's like, uh, it's kind of like a cinnamon swirl, but bigger, but thicker, thick, not <laughs> <laughs> ice, and then a big like uh, cherry on top. Okay. See, I, I, speaking of cinnamon buns, I had a big debate with my in-laws, because yeah. they got all excited because there was a, a Cinnabon that had opened. Cinnabon? Cinnabon is just like a big American chain that do like, basically just big cinnamon buns. You been creams? Who? Creams. A dessert place. No. You're right, mate. No. It's nice, man. It's expensive, but nice. You get a lot of milkshakes. Where is it? There's a lot around. There's one in Cobb. I don't know if there's one in Birmingham. But they're like uh, these dessert places you go to. And uh, you can basically have whatever you want. It's a bit like... It. But it's expensive. There's some cornflakes and banana. Yeah, yeah. You can have all sorts of cornflake, fucking waffle, cake with piss. No, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, this um, they would all get excited about this cinnamon opening, yeah. and it was like, oh, you need to have one, you need to have one. So my brother-in-law bought one for me and the missus. A cinnamon. <coughs> a cinnamon. It's like a big brand or something. And uh, so he bought one for me and the missus. It's like it's life-changing. What's it look like? A big cinnamon bun. <laughs> Literally. Life-changing. Life-changing. <laughs> That's what he said. It's life-changing. It's like just bang it in the microwave. instructions for me <laughs> so I was like alright sound I'll give it a bash I like a cinnamon bun so they arrived we gave it a bash I heated it up to the, to the instructions and uh, ate it and I was like it's a cinnamon bun that was it yeah 
And it started this whole argument. Like, my in-laws were all like, what do you mean? You must have warmed it up wrong. (laughs) No, wait, what? I followed the instructions. It literally just says, put it in the oven for like 20 minutes. And then it's good to go. Mm. Then, did you turn it on? You went, oh, fuck. I I just put it in the oven. I didn't, oh, bollocks. (laughs) So, I will admit, like, it comes with this, like, cream cheese frosting, which is quite nice. Cream cheese frosting. But, like, it's it's, it's just a cinnamon bun. Mm. And they couldn't understand that, like, they were arguing about, oh, you know, you, you must have, you must have heated it up wrong, or now nah, you your taste buds must not be working. Like, don't try and tell me that a Tesco one's better because the Tesco ones are all dry and blah blah blah. blah. It's moist, I'll give you that. It's just a cinnamon bun. Like, there's nothing life changing about it. Yeah. It's a cinnamon bun. Like, what? What's the exciting thing about it? Yeah, and then they were going, oh well, you have to try it with this topping, and you have to try it with. The, Okay, but then it's the toppings that are nice on it. It's not the bun. <laughs> so the, toppings. <laughs> the toppings free. Just grab them. <laughs> so yeah, it just caused this whole big thing. What a dumb fucking suggestion. It was life changing. So now it's like a running joke in just the. Um, we've got like a little family group chat on WhatsApp. It's like a running joke now. Anytime anyone recommends something to eat, we, we describe it as life changing. <laughs> <laughs> Very rarely is. That dowie is. It's just food. Well, my brother-in-law's a bit, um, he might be upset about me saying this, he's a massive douche, like he's very pretentious, mm. and so like, and he's one of these ones. He's not like, listening. No, he's not. He's What's his name again? I'm not going to go that far. What? <laughs> <laughs> he's probably, no everyone knows who you are. Yeah, I know, but that's me. Um, but he's, he's, he's one of these ones that's... Can we call him Zach Ryder? Yeah, why not? So Zach would, um, <laughs> he'll, he'll... He'll take pictures of everything he eats yeah. and post it to the family group and he'll be like, oh my god, look at this. This is amazing. Fucking oh, no. So I've started taking pictures. He's like Facebook. Of, yeah, kind of. So I've started like putting pictures in the family group of things. I eat like a piece of buttered toast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the most like, plain, boring things. Look at this Rubicon, raw energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also a person that drinks sparkling water for enjoyment. Enjoyment. Yeah, like he genuinely enjoys drinking sparkling water. And no, you know, see, that. you're a wrong one. You're an absolute wrong one. Nobody enjoys drinking sparkling water. Yeah, Nobody. My that. It's disgusting. It's horrible. It's not refreshing. It's dehydrating. Mm. It tastes like liquid ass. Liquid Stop ass. it. <laughs> yeah, fuck that shit. Because it's like, it's just bubbles. Yeah. It feels all gassy after you drink it. Yeah, it's just horrible. Oh, it leaves a weird taste on your tongue. Yeah. Nah. I love it if I'm. You know, firstly. No, I'd rather die. <laughs> I'd literally, I'd genuinely rather die of dehydration than drink sparkling water. It's disgusting. I'd sooner drink my own piss. A cinnamon. Through a soda stream. <laughs> I, would, I would carbonate my own piss <laughs> and drink that before I drank sparkling water. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, that and cinnamon. Cinnamon, yeah. If you want a cinnamon bun, it's an option. <laughs> I don't, I don't that know. That should be their advertising slogan. If you like cinnamon buns, we do them. <laughs> <laughs> it's life changing. They're cinnamon buns. We're an option. Buy one. You might like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think some, some people do that. Some adverts do that, don't they? They go. Yeah, because try and understate themselves. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Under promise, over deliver. Mm. That's why it became a big thing. He over promised. Called it life changing. It's a fucking cinnamon bun. 
Yeah, it's not doing much. Get over yourself. People get excited about stupid shit. Well, calm down, Zach. Yeah. I get excited about stupid shit. We all do. Oh, yeah, of course. We all have a little tick, so we're like, what, what did I get excited about the other day? Um, like, I'll get excited about like, some music cover art that no one gives a fuck about. But I think it's cool. I'll be like, guys, look at this. They'll be like, I literally don't like this artist. I'm definitely not going to give a shit about a cover art. Leave me alone. But that, I can understand that, because that's art, and art is subjective. But you're not saying to someone, look at this picture and it'll change your fucking life. Yeah. You're saying, this is something I enjoy. No, they're exaggerating. <coughs> they're not actually mean. No, but... Like your mum's just thinking like far like, oh you're changing my life <laughs> <laughs> since I had one of them I now identify as an Alsatian <laughs> but it, it, I just I don't know man. I, I think the, the overriding message of that is you can enjoy things without needing other people to enjoy them trust me do you know what I mean I've learned that the last year because you've been on your own people don't have to like the stuff you like you can just like your stuff yeah yeah I feel you on that one. Like, do you think, like your things? I didn't tell you, um, I've joined the fucking basketball team. Yeah. Which I'm going to tonight. Um, I've only been to one. I haven't joined them, but I'm training with them. Okay. Because I need like a way to sort of get my game better. So then when I join a team, I'm sort of ready. And it's nice to get a bit of practicing. They're oh, really good guys. A lot, the problem is, is that it's a fucking veterans team. So a lot of them are like in their 30s or 40s or even fucking 50s. And like some of them like got bad knees and shit. <laughs> no slam dunks coming on there. One of them did a triathlon, like a, two days before practicing. Jesus. Yeah, he's like I did uh, like a run from like Leeds to Newcastle or some shit. I was like, whoa! And he was like the most energetic out there. I was like, shit. Um, but you, you say that about trying new things or like you can do things on your own. That for me is on my own because none of my mates really like basketball if I'm white, and even he's been. About it. So it's like for me, fuck it, meet new people, have fun. That's it, man. Enjoy what you enjoy. Mm. I don't have to throw it in anyone's face. I mean, I will when I'm, like, I'm, when, I'm when I'm Michael Jordan. Like I will throw it in your face. Like I will be very. Right, the day you come back as a six foot nine black man, <laughs> like, you can throw He's it in six, six. Face. Is he six six? LeBron's six nine. Well, I don't know. Yeah, he's tall. I know I sound like a hypocrite saying, you know, enjoy the things you enjoy, who the fuck enjoys sparkling water. I know I sound like a hypocrite, I know I do. But that's the, that's the joy of life. Yeah. You say these things and you can all fuck off. Yeah, we will have a that's, that same um, brother-in-law, by the way, is um, doing a sponsored bike ride from Birmingham to London. Can I sponsor him? You can. I've got a link in the description now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll actually put it in the description because someone might want it. Yeah, man, that'd be cool. I think he's raising money for uh, better taste buds. <laughs> Tell me what he's raising for. Um, I'm not sure. If <laughs> he's raising money for cinnamon bonds. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to open his own uh, cinnamon franchise. Fucking dick. Um, dick. No, that's. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> dick. Go easy, man. It's just a man who likes a cinnamon bun. Oh, also, 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 he posted something in the family group the other day because um, a lot of the uh, in-laws live kind of across the country. So I've got a brother and sister-in-law who live in Manchester. I've got a sister-in-law who lives in London. Um, this one still lives in Birmingham, 
And he put something in there saying, all right, next time you lot are in Birmingham, we have to go to this chip here. <laughs> he's like, definitely the best fish and chips in Birmingham. Oh, and I've said you're overselling it again. It just makes me not want to go. Because yeah. I know I'm going to be disappointed. You, know? you, you know? can't build something up that much and not be disappointed when you eat it. He, he ain't been to every fish and chip here in Birmingham. So I don't know, there's that many like, McDonald's things, man. Think about how many fish and chippies there are. Birmingham is best for mixed grill, though. That is a well-known fact. Birmingham do the best mixed grills. Well, we've got... Leeds as well. Birmingham have also got the, the curry triangle. Have you not heard of the curry triangle? The curry triangle, yeah, it's like a, one kind of triangular area of Birmingham that apparently you get the best curries. Mm. Like, for me, the best curries are places like... If you want the, the, the way I would look at it is if you want a good curry, you don't go to a white area. You're not going to find a good, good curry in Southern. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You go to places like Alan Rock. <coughs> where someone's doing it at the back of a fucking caravan. Yeah. You go to somewhere where they haven't got a hygiene rating. <laughs> <laughs> I say, you know, you're getting the genuine shit. <laughs> 0.5% pubes. Um. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I want a Chinese takeaway, I'm not going to buy it from Dave and Buster down the road. Like, I'm going to buy it from a genuine Chinese place. I have a story actually that my, uh, was it, Sophie's dad was telling me that he went to a fish and chip here in Newcastle. Mm. And he'd been like on a long shift, um, like 12 hours, and like, he basically had nothing else to choose from other than his fish and chip, which is on the same road. He like someone's house, like flat. Went up to this flat, walked in. They literally had one like chip fryer, um, just like a counter in the middle of their like, uh, like main space. There's a living room in the back, <laughs> <laughs> and like the kitchen where they're obviously cooking their shit. They're just, so it's it's actually just, just someone's flat. Literally, yeah, just a, like a pop up fish and chip shop, which made no sense. And he asked like, "Oh, what, what, what you guys got?" He's like, "Well, um, the fish." Genuinely, that was the answer. And, and some chips? That was the answer. They went, they was like, oh, what kind of fish you got? Like cod, haddock, place, uh, whatever. He goes, it's fish. <laughs> no more specific than <laughs> it's that. It's fish. And he went, what do you, you mean, what fish? And it was clearly like just fish out of the freezer. Yeah. They could just bang in, some, like let it defrost. Some, some white fish that they bought from farm foods. Trust me, yeah. And they'd be like, oh, it's fresh. No, it's fucking frozen, you can't. So then he just ended up having a saddle of. <laughs> oh, that's my choice. But it's weird, like you get these weird ass places. Speaking of fish and chips, I read in the paper the other day. Oh, work bored. Yeah. Reading the paper. You heard about this place? Um, this guy he had a, a successful chippy in Suffolk. Mm. No, it wasn't Suffolk. It was in. I think it was in, in East London. And they opened one in like Central London. Profits are completely tanked. He called his place um, Jack the Chipper, and people people have, have been boycotting it because they're saying he's glorifying Jack the Ripper. Oh wow! And they've called him sexist because Jack the Ripper obviously famously killed women. That's brilliant. Like, oh, Jack the Chipper is sexist. So then, in order to try and counteract the sexism claims, he ran an event where he would say, "Right, all women." Um, Pay half price. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> People just boycotted him even harder. 
It's just a name, man. <laughs> I think it's quite, it's quite a good name, Jack the Chipper. It's just like a it. name. I like it. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> I like it. It's not, I think, I think Jack the Chipper is quite creative. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool name. It's just not... Why would you deep it? I mean, yeah, it's not like he's calling me, I don't know, Jimmy Savaloy. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some people in the world that just... Some people, I hate that word, that phrase, some people, but there are some people that would just find the worst things to complain Anything about. to complain about. Anything Why? to complain about. The kind of people... I like to put it as the kind of people that would complain if they had nothing to complain about. Trust me. Like, oh, everything's going well. I don't like it. I mean, that's kind of like me, to be honest. Especially at work, I just find shit. Yeah, but that's work, man. That's yeah, I forget about Everyone it. Everyone complains about their job. Yeah. Everyone. If you don't complain about your job, fucking fair play, you're obviously in a job that you love. <laughs> or you're a liar. Yeah. <laughs> Godly cunt. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like even if you're doing something that you love, you're still going to have something that's, you know, not everything can be perfect. There's still yeah. going to be something that you find to go, tweet oh, fucking hell, that's a bit of shit, isn't it? I think that's human nature, isn't it? We like, desire to be, I'd like, something better all the time yeah it's just us um can I do homework let's do homework I was going to say it's been like oh fucking hell we're two hours in I did not plan that <laughs> I swear to God it's like two hours in. um do you want to go first me? I don't mind I've, I've actually got my notes here I'll go first because to be honest I'm very brief with it alright go Linkin Park Jay-Z Collision Course yeah what did you think well, obviously, because we haven't done one for a while, I listened to it in preparation for it anyway, like the Yonks back, and I didn't like it. Okay. Really? Like, I listened to it once and I thought, okay, it's a cool idea to mix in Jay-Z and, what's his name, Linkin Park. That's a nice name, that's his name, their name. Um, I thought, yeah, okay, maybe, because, you know, both popular people and it's nice to people try new things but then if them things don't work out it can genuinely be awful okay and that's how I felt literally a collision course I felt like it was a car crash or a fucking project really it was shit wow okay. just didn't enjoy it it just didn't mix well like it, and I get it because at the time they're both very popular artists and Josie was probably made more sense doing it because I don't know because he's a bit more yeah, I feel like if anything, it was kind of Jay Z elevating Linkin Park. Yeah, yeah, rather than them being like Jay Z, do you want to hop on this little track? Like yeah. it's them, it's him being like, oh, I want to transform hip hop and all this bullshit. And it's like, well, it's just a that ass album. I didn't think any of it mixed, and yeah. I tried to listen to it again at work today whilst I was doing jobs. I like, flicked on, and then literally got ten seconds into it, I was like, okay, I'm turning this off. No thanks. I would give this a solid. Two and a half. Wow. Let's round up to three. Three out of ten. I mean... Just just for the idea... Your, descri- your description cool. of it was uh, definitely led me to believe you'd give it a lot of score. Yeah, I've so genuinely got no favourites. Like, I just... Really forgettable. Wow. And uh, just didn't enjoy it. Really didn't enjoy it. I, I tried to. Like, I tried to sing along a little bit. And I thought... <laughs> no. I'll give it three out of ten. Not a fan. Okay. I don't want to go too far into it because it's something oh, you love. No, I mean, look, 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 you can have your own fucking opinions. As I said, you don't have to love everything I love. 
like us. Yeah. It's the first one I've hated. It's something, it's something else that they've done. I did have listened to it for a while, but yeah, it, was, it, was, it was quite a fun. It felt like a time capsule a little bit. Well. It's been a while since anyone ever heard that kind of music. Speaking of, well, time capsule. Yeah. The uh, Michael work that you sent me. Yeah. Bring one here too. Jesus. <laughs> that took me back. That took me back. Yeah, didn't it? So that album was, Enema of the State was... It was released in like 99, I think. Yeah. I was like 13 at the time. Yeah. Um, I was a fetus. I could. I could relate to it when I was 13. Yeah. Doesn't really hold up in 2021. No, it definitely doesn't. As, as a 35 year old bloke listening to it, I just think. Moment in time. Fucking whinging kids. Shut up. Because <laughs> that, that, that's kind of. The whole album. Oh, my PC's telling me this all dates. Fuck off. The, the whole album for me, like it did feel a little bit nostalgic. It did take me back, but like it was a moment in time. Yeah. Pop punk was like a moment in time. Yeah. And th- 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 there were a couple of things I liked about the album. Like they 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 seemed to alternate like each song. Mm. They'd have they alternate the the lead singer. Mm. So you wouldn't just get. The, like the one guy who's got like a really high pitched whiny voice. Tom Delano. I don't, I don't know the names. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. Yeah, that dude. Yeah. And you know, the other guy had a bit of a, a deeper voice. A, I don't know their names. I know the, the, the drummer was called Travis, that's all I know. Travis Scott. And that was, no. Travis Barker. Travis Barker. I wanted to yeah, say that's Travis the, Scott. That's the guy. Yeah. Well, I, I, I did learn that this was Travis Barker's first album with Young Money too. Mm. It was their third album. I don't think that's a coincidence because that was like their most popular album. Yeah. And he was just, he killed it. He's a good drummer. Yeah, I don't think they're talented. All of the songs kind of sounded the same. Yeah, it's pop punk. Obviously, there were two songs on the album that I I remember from my childhood, and that's because they were the ones that were released as singles. Yeah. So it was All the Small Things. All the Small Things and What's My Age Again. They're the only two that I recognised and had a little bit of a sing-along to because it was like, oh yeah, I'm a child again. The whole album, when you listen to it, it's all about the struggles of being an adolescent Mm. and sex. Mm. That's literally all it's about. Mm. So I I, I gave it a two out of ten. Jesus. You're going worse than me. I didn't enjoy it. You didn't enjoy it? I didn't enjoy it. I love that shit. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it when I was younger. Mm. Now, I just... Did you not like what you say about them themes? Adam Sunk certainly isn't it? You know, the one that he talked about, uh, he was a fan, I think. Yeah, but that's like the penultimate track on the album, so by that time I kind of zoned out. Mm. But that's, that is actually a really fucking, not even, a very inventive song because they go, they glib from the past to him being like dead to then the future to him not having like a second chance of like, life. Which I find like they changed the lyrics in terms of like the past and present and future, which I thought was cool. And I just thought it was anyway because it's obviously like anti-suicide. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm fucking like, can relate to it, but I just like that as a theme. Yeah. Um, I thought that was one of the. I think that was for me the my favorite song. Yeah, I just yeah. That was a single as well. The album kind of left me feeling. Yeah, fuck anti-suicide. <laughs> left me feeling a bit underwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a moment in time, and for me it was, 
a very I, brief moment in yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's Green Day and people like that after. Well, I, I also learned that they, for this album, not only did was this Travis Barker's first album, but they went to the producer that made Green Day's Dookie album mm. to make this album, which probably, again, says a lot for its Puppiness. relative success. Yeah, it's puppy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, not, not, not a great fan. They were a band that like changed a lot over time. So they got yeah, more, they did. Like the the second album after that, I don't know what it's called, but it was really popular as well. But they hated recording it because the people asking them to record was like, "Well, just make the same thing again." And they were obviously like, "Well, no, we're fucking, we want to make things we want to make." Yeah. And that eventually basically led to them breaking up. But as a kid, <laughs> I fucking love that. No, I, album. I I enjoyed it as a kid. Yeah, like I said, it just it just doesn't stand up now that I'm a, an adult. No, no, it's a moment in time. It's hard to get an album that relates to one or seven, man. Yeah. I mean, am I listening to Stormzy when I'm 64? I'm probably still listening to Ray Charles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like Ray Charles now. I'm probably going to like Ray Charles when I'm 75, if I get to 75. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like literally the only album. You know, the only artist that I've listened to consistently since I found my love of music is probably Eminem. 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 I'd, uh, he was probably my first as well. My first lover. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I bought the Eminem show. That was my first ever CD. My first ever CD. I was like 10. My first album was... My favourite one off that album. My favourite colour is red, like the blue. <laughs> he just did not care. He just, he just read. He just wore the his head. So bring one into now. Yeah, not, not, uh, not overly impressed. No, it's, it's whiny. Very whiny. Yeah, I, I think whiny. that's what the overriding thing that got me about it was just very whiny. I think no, them as people. It's so hard being young. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It, they um. They're not like that as people, though. They're like the most uh, happy-go-lucky people, like, ever. Like, they're so uh, chill. I don't, I don't know. They just fuck around and do, like, stupid shit. Well, see, that's the thing, like, the things like all the small things, like, that was clearly, like, a, a very jokey, kind of, light-hearted song. Mm. The video I loved. Cause yeah, it was yeah, just taking the piss out of people and, you know, just kind of enjoying themselves. Mm. That I liked, but, again, it just it doesn't really stand the test of time. It's rough. They're not. They're not reinventing the wheel by any stretch. Other than the fact that they did, you know, do very well. Their last album was very different. Um, I remember listening to that when I was a bit younger. No idea. No idea. Yeah, I don't. It's just a self-titled. I think I was a Blink One Eight Two fan for about four months. Same here. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed it. It was a good ride. I enjoyed it at the time. But then I was thirteen. I enjoyed a lot of things. Right, I'm gonna give you a choice. Uh have you heard of Tim Tim Brumfug? What? Tim Tim Brumfug. <laughs> you might have heard me quote you. Is this the, the, the YouTube videos? Yeah. You, where they dub Tintin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You watched it? I've seen it, I've seen one or two of them. 
Okay, I'm not giving you that for homework then. You're getting Steptacular by Steps. Steptacular? Their album. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, fucking. Because I ran wow. out of I didn't fucking listen to it. Dude, I, the thing is, I know I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen to it and I know I'll be singing along to it. <laughs> I know I will. Because it's just that cheesy pop goodness. Yeah, Steptacular. Uh, it's got yeah, tragedy on it. Yeah, yeah. I hate that that's attributed to Steps. It's not a step song. Yeah, they. Uh, it's fucking Bee Gees, man. Yeah, didn't they use. Um, fucking, that was 55 minutes long. What, the album? Jesus. It's from 1999. I'm a 99 baby. Whoa, the girls are looking kind of uh, fucking weird on here. <laughs> and the blokes. What are they dressed like? He looks like a girl. Right. Two of them look like men. <laughs> Very interchangeable. Maybe that's why they were so popular kids. Like, anyone could be anyone in that group. They were just singing along. Yeah, Steps. Uh, Steptacular. Okay. Are you going to be a dick and give me some shit? Um. <coughs> Did you think of homework? I didn't. Fuck. So, what I'm going to do... I'll happily watch Tim Tim Brumfield. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth on loud on a plane. I swear I'm going to get napper in it. <laughs> Um, yeah, bad man of the day, it's not your fan. What is he? Okay. No, I'm just never a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Big recommendation for all of you guys listening. Tim Tim Brumfold, you will not be disappointed. There's a lot of one. There's a lot of... Um, I mean, they are funny. Clips they are funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, There's bare bitches everywhere, man. <laughs> I had you listen to Golden King Chain before, didn't I? Yeah, I'm, I'm just... I was scared today that you weren't going to get any homework because I thought he has watched Tim Tim Brumfog, hasn't he? Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you something a little bit different. Yeah. So for your homework, I want you to listen to another album that was released in 1999. Yeah. A lot of 99 albums. <clears throat> yeah. <coughs> it's um, Charlotte Church's uh, Voice of an Angel. Charlotte Church? Yeah. She was 12 years old when she recorded it. Yo, what the fuck? So, uh... For real? Yeah. Boy, and it's an album? Yeah, it's called Voice of an Angel. Why not Harry and the I don't think she named it, to be fair. No. But that's that's how she was billed back then. She had this incredible operatic voice. I'm a genius of battle. Okay, that wasn't Charlotte Church. You gotta me the right way. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, fine. That's, yeah. Slap for tit for tat, really, isn't it? Tit for tat. <laughs> punish me, I'll punish you, you bastard. I might enjoy it, you don't know you me. You might do. You don't know me. Listening to a 12-year-old sing for an hour. I swear, an hour? I'm, I'm assuming, I don't know, I don't know how long the album is. No, don't tell me. Do I just get, get through? There's 17 tracks. Fuck. <laughs> One minute long. <laughs> no, the shortest track on here is 2 minutes and 20 seconds. Fucker. The longest is four minutes twelve. Oh, same. So. No, no, I bet. Yeah. About fifty minutes, on average. Look, if um, that's the whole point. Let's just be fucking annoying. We might actually find shit that we like. That's that's it, man. You might find something that you enjoy. <coughs> you never know. I, I want to come back next week admitting to being a massive steps fan. Mm. Oh, do you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll say that for next week. 
guilty pleasures from my younger days. I'm going to see who's home alone next time. A bang, bang, boom. I'm good. Oh, I'm full of tintin gumpals. You know, they fucking hell. I came out of a restaurant and it was dank and I was in London. I swear I like this in. You came out of a restaurant? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, nah, I ate something. Oh. At a restaurant, can you believe it? That's Incredible. And it was like, uh, like Thai food. And it was like a cool restaurant. Uh, it had all these snazzy games on there, like the table. You like use like a little mouse and you like play little games against each other on the table. Well, while you were waiting for your food. Group. Yeah, it was like interactive. But it was all fucking weird. I felt like I was in Laser Quest. It was all dark and shit. I was like, just fucking keep it light on. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see what I'm eating? Yeah, honestly, I couldn't see it. Anyway, it was nice. Come out thinking, oh, I'm going to get some milkshake or something. Because there was a nice milkshake thing on the corner. <coughs> All these girls run out of the fucking uh, kitchen and they go, there's a rat. No, not the kitchen, uh, the restaurant. There's a rat. There's a fucking rat. I got shit up to Satan there. There's a rat. There's a rat in the kitchen. What am I going to do? What are you going to do? I'm going to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, how fucking, like, how shit is that the time? After you've eaten. I've enjoyed the meal. And you're telling me there's a rat walking into the fucking definitely got the plague. Yeah. I think it might have been a mouse, so. People confuse yeah, rats. Yeah, I confuse rats. I see them all the time. My missus thought we had a rat in the back garden when we first moved in. Mm. It was like a, like a field mouse or a vole or something. You know, I think it was a vole because I actually named it Mick Voley. Mick Voley? Mick Voley. Who's that? Mick Foley. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Put a sock over it. Boy! We got the cat and my missus keeps saying that she's going to send the cat out next time she sees it to, to kill it. It kind of makes no. me angry, but at the same time, it's like, that is what a cat's supposed to do. It's not smart if the cat brings it back in, though. Yeah, especially my cat, because he's a bastard. He likes to tease things. He doesn't like to kill them. Is he big? Toys, but what, the cat? He's bulking. He's getting big. Yeah, he's getting, he's, he's, he's bigger than, definitely bigger than last time you saw him. Oh, yeah, that's um, how it works. He's, he's in bed at the minute. Bulking season. Yeah. He's into he's his eating naps. loads, man. <laughs> eating loads, running loads, sleeping loads. That's basically all he does. Pooing loads. Eat, run, sleep, shit. But I want to get a, I want to get a dog as well now. And a dog? Yeah. Well, the plan is once, once me and Mrs. are both of us earning a little bit more money, um, then yeah, we're gonna get a dog. I'll run a rock wire. No, no, not for this size of the house. That's, that's the only thing. The, the house isn't massive. Uh, needs room to play. So we'll probably end up getting a staff. Yeah, staff's good though. I love it. I do like her staff. Sophie's got a staff. Well, ideally, I think my missus would want a blue staff than I've been before. Mm. I genuinely don't give a shit what colour it is. I've seen, seen a white staff recently that was just fucking gorgeous, man. It was such a friendly dog. <coughs> I just wanted to, wanted to take him home, but he's on him, wouldn't let me. Yeah, stigma against staff as well. Yeah. I think that's really understood. I know that they're, they're strong dogs and stuff like that, but like. They get joint problems later on, though, because of the way yeah, they do. Which is very much a shame. Well, it's the same with a lot of dogs, though. I mean, <coughs> they're all fucked. Rottweilers, they, they get hip and knee problems. And, mm. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a dog lover, I love dogs. And I can hear the cat. Oh, Lord. Do you hear his bell then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the yeah bell I've, piece. I've always been a dog person. 
and, and, until I got a cat. Mm. I never thought I'd be a cat person, but I love this fucking cat, man. He's crazy. Okay, okay. There he is. Whoa, he's bulking. Do you know what I mean? He's bigger than last time you saw him. And he's fucking crawling. <laughs> he's prowling. You know me. He's going to come and give you a good sniff now. Oh, PP. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> bing, bing. Dee, 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 dee. Dun, should, should we uh, wrap it up like a fucking little kebab? Yeah, I think, I think we've covered everything that we wanted to cover. And I've just kind of decided I really missed this. Me too, man. That's a few weeks. Me too. I was, I was eager to be done again. Mm. And obviously, just because I'm leaving doesn't mean it stops. Mm. It just means... Obviously, we'll have to readjust a little bit because of the schedules. I think I'll be working Monday to Friday now, so... We'll, we'll have to readjust a little bit. Do that half in the morning. Look at him, look at him. He's going to jump on the table. Little bastard. Place in the corner. We'll do half three in the morning. It's fine. Half three in the morning. Before work. Uh, yeah, I don't I'll, leave, I'll, leave, I'll be leaving the house at six, so that'll, yeah, that'll, that'll be nice. How are you? I mean, I don't know where I, I don't know where I'm gonna be. I don't know where I am. I've been trying to work that out since I met you. I think I'm gay. You've been saying that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gay. The men are female. gross. No, men are gross. They are, to be fair. Men are gross. I think we should end it on that. Men are gross. Aaron would be happy with that. Men are disgusting. And I love you all. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron would be happy with that. Yeah. I don't know. She's got a new boyfriend now. <gasps> Shit! <laughs> <laughs>